I, uh, I will say, though, it's nice to have turned the leaf on, uh, not having, it's, I feel, I can relate to having to feel like you have to play games, and mm -hmm. that sucks. That's, it's yeah. trash, but it's, I don't know, I feel like I've been, uh. It's so hard, I, man, it's just like the hardest life I think you can have on this planet, you know? Yeah. It turns, <laughs> it turns the fun into work, straight up, and it's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, no, man, it turns the work into fun. It turns the work into fun. It's all just fun. And if for work fun. is fun, you never work a day in your life. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this and you want to be a streamer, just go do it because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <I just> got... <laughs> You'll be making a million dollars a month mm -hmm. like, it's within easy. six weeks. You're just playing yeah. video games and you're just going to get a million viewers in that first go. Drop you're just playing Call of Duty. Yeah. You're just playing Call of Duty for nine hours a day, seven days a week. What is not appealing about that? Yep, and you're and and you're gonna be the one, and you're gonna be the one. <laughs> you're gonna eclipse Nick Merckx and his yep. bald Gears of War figure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seems likely. Um, well, you'll eclipse him in height. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damn. Those, those, those who can't reach the top of the cookie jar stream. So that's, that's, yep. that's, that's what they say. Yeah, that is exactly what my nan used to say to me. First. Oh, wow. Mm. Is that what sent you down the time. path of content creation? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. My grandma's lessons from 1996. She was a big, uh, she was big about Warzone, but she was big, not a big fan about it switching over to uh, Black Ops, was she? <laughs> no, she didn't like the integration. No, she was, she, yeah, she was, she was already out of her time. Oh yeah. Um, Frig though, boys, the, we're we're still a little bit without games. Uh, uh, a little bit. Still, still a little dry. Out but there. in in like five <laughs> days, that's not the case anymore. Mm. Which a, is a, so that's that's bit. exciting. This we're on the has cusp. Been the I would say this has been the driest period of the year by far. Of the year? April? Of the year, yeah. Because I feel like, um, for me, I, yeah. I was actually having like quite a good year just because like mm -hmm. the indie scene was delivering stuff. <clears throat> Whether you connected with, uh, you know, the hits, it was at least interesting. And, you know, part of the reason I like indie games is because I like trying weird formats, different ideas. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was getting stuff. I was getting Joe games. There was some, some good Joe games from January, February, and like the beginning of March. Mm. But like since the last podcast, uh, oof, if it, it's been like yeah. dry everywhere. Obviously no AAA mm. stuff, but even in the indie scene, it's been like, uh, I don't know. There just hasn't been anything to play. I've been noticing yeah, it you... in like the weird game streamers and YouTubers will play when there's nothing mm. out. So yeah, weird you had little... You had little... You had Little Nightmares 2 and, and Persona 5. Did you get Strikers there? Yeah. That was all in March. That was, yeah, February, March-ish there. And then I'm just kind of looking. Yeah. I'm looking through March. Maquette was early March. Mm -hmm. oh, like, I, know, I know it's yeah, not I'm good, but I'm April. just, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, looking at anything here to see. Outriders came out on April 1st, and that game has vanished off the face oh, of the yeah. earth already. That, that yeah. lasted about 30 minutes. It's a shame I, like, man, none of us played it because there was a lot of drama <sighs> in that game. 
I uh, Ben, did you not play Outriders? I'll, I got hung up on having to log into Square. Like I just I don't want to I mean, do okay, it. That's fair. I don't want to do it's, it. I don't know. I don't. It's a single log... player game. Yeah. That they insist on a no cheating allowed, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. And B, you have to be online all the time, and their servers don't work. Like, it, yeah. That's trash. The, ser- the server instability has been a big thing. Ble- like because I've I've been paying attention to it. I want to try this yeah. game because there's been enough good. It's on Game Pass. And yeah. You've got an Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, but there, I've seen so much, and I'm in a another i'm in a a podcast uh discord community whatever that where a lot of those folks are playing it and they can't play it because the servers are trash and so it's yeah it's not particularly inspiring to like to go boot it no. up which sucks because yeah. it like it being a day one game pass game huge incentive to go try it out but yeah. if yeah, i had an xbox i would have played that game for yeah, sure because <laughs> it's perfect couch third person's great for couch, like for controller if i had spent 650 dollars to spend no money on outriders it w- i would have played outriders mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, straight up. <laughs> That's supposed to be a diss because we're the PS5 boys and we haven't got shit all. So it's interesting how no, no, it's interesting yeah. where we're at as far as that goes. But um, but I mean, like in, fi- in you know, uh, it, yeah. Soon we can make a joke. Soon, uh, soon yeah, we'll yeah. have games again. We have um, one. Well, I'm curious. But yeah, it's 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 yeah. I I don't know Outriders. Yeah, I, man. I'm hoping all they're that- all they're like there was so much there they spend so much time like patting themselves on the back for but for not being a live service destiny like video game when it is it so obviously is mm-hmm. except for the fact that after 40 hours it ends that's the only difference yeah like it's a loot game and you have to be online all the time it's borderlands I don't know why. Yeah, but even Borderlands, you don't have to. It is. It is like Borderlands, but if you needed to be online all the time, like Destiny. Yeah. So it's like, why? Uh, Yeah. Also, no cheating allowed in a single player game is just so boring and dumb. Like, Mm. just because it's fun to do that when you're done. Like, you play through 40 hours of Borderlands, and then you're like, what if I gave myself every single skill in this game Mm. and finished up, like, some endgame content? And you're like, wow, this is super fun. For sure. I wish I could do this without cheating yeah uh anyways whatever i'm surprised um... you didn't play outriders but i also totally understand Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm a a little disappointed i didn't get to it because i was i was wanting to bring it to this specifically (laughs) just to talk about but i might get around to it i don't know it's it's, it's there it's there but i I also want the servers to be more stable because i don't if it's yeah yeah for sure i can't have this introductory period with it be flimsy because i will bounce off of it immediately if it's like I'm already off it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm already off. Yeah, it. I don't like I played in. the demo, and that was enough for me to just be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, um, I watched Ko. Uh, yeah. play the beginning of it, and I was like, this looks cool. And then I watched him play like the end game, and it looked the exact same. Yeah, and it still looked mm-hmm. cool, but it just. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't don't know what the variance in that game is. It just looked like he was spraying electricity for like forty hours straight. The part of that game that I can't get over is that they made a futuristic sci-fi game where every environment looks like a burnt-out World War Two bunker. Yeah, but they, you know they're a smaller company, aren't they? I think. Yeah, but that doesn't ex- that doesn't mean they can't make good art. Think of yeah. Think, can somebody in here think of six different looking locations? Great, that'd be great. And then just make those into I don't know. I don't Snow, know. I, 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 you could just like. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just pick anything, anything other than like a concrete wasteland. Yeah. Oh, you know, right. it looked like Gears of War one. It's San Fran- it's, like, it's San Francisco, but it's overgrown again. It's like, oh. <laughs> that would be better. Like that would, you sure. know, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't help that a lot. Like, yeah, obviously. Everybody likes to do a riff on the Earth being overgrown because it's just like oh, remember, like you know this spot, but it's like 
it's overgrown. But there's like, trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. But, like, like, that when it's done well, like, The Last of Us and Horizon, you know, it's, mm, it's compelling. At least it's yep. green. But, and, yes. yeah, at least it's got some color to it. Well, maybe not so much in The Last of Us, but... Um, I don't know. Sometimes. It looks lush. It looks lush and hydrated. Well, uh, huh. well maintained. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, When I every time I clicked on that game, they were running around, like, a concrete slab. Yeah. With like sandbags everywhere, it, and I'm like, isn't this the far future? It looked like the point of Death Stranding where I stopped playing. Like exactly. <laughs> so it's, it looked it, like the World War One BB section. <laughs> yep. So it, it it does make it hard to <laughs> it does make it hard to want to go play that game. The same with Remnant. And, actually, to be honest, uh, Jason, oh yeah, yeah, Re- sure. Remnant gives me that. Uh, Re- that Remnant Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, it's not the prettiest game in the world. It's pretty ugly. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when like you and I Ben play Destiny, and. You know, it's like, okay, do I want to stop playing this one loot shooter game mm. to go play another that has really hideous environments? <laughs> and, no- and nothing's going to shoot as good as Destiny. Like, nothing- no, exactly. Oh, That's no. sort of the problem. It's but not- anyways, <laughs> it, yeah. I, I If I had an Xbox and mm. I had time in April to play anything, I would have played it Outriders. But yeah, for sure. I, don't have, I didn't have either of those things. I like the and- idea that it ends. That's always nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, for sure. Yep. That's like, that's yeah. kind of That's kind of the appeal of Borderlands, is just knowing that it wraps up. Like yeah. I've, I've always kind of keep it, sure. I've kept an eye on Borderlands Three, and and it does get cheap, but it's uh, it it's just knowing that there's a conclusion in a way, and then there's yeah. a bit like I know Three's end game I think is weaker, but they've worked on it since. Uh, there's been yeah. and yeah, there's not enough. I've never like engaged in Borderlands end games really. I, I did with think. two. I, think, uh, I did with I one. I guess I did with two because, like, I played a hundred hours of two, so I must have right. But it's, I don't remember kind of anything fun. about yeah. it. I just two I two just didn't stick with me. But I played it all. Like it just it didn't. I don't know. It was hollow compared to the experience of one. It was just too samey. I guess even it, though was it was very similar. Yeah. So it was just maybe I just didn't care about it. Two worked for me because like I I just I cruised through one right before two came out mm. and only spent like 15 hours with Borderlands 1 and it was really good and but 2 was just the one yeah i mean it seemed yeah. like it was more or less the exact same game like they didn't add anything to it and then they made 3 7 years later mm. and added literally nothing to it yep <laughs> uh, uh super, oh well super meat boy forever just came in on consoles last week oh yeah that thing it's a weird is that that horrible runner yeah, yeah. weird the auto runner oh, it's a this, man what a weird time that's so weird yeah. man it's been like five years in that game. That yeah, that's bizarre. It's, I don't understand. It's yeah, like so long on the like, and then to just completely change the game, like to I don't not know. make the thing that yeah. Super Meat Boy is famous for, which is just Super Mario jumping. Like just do, but you took out the part where you run. I don't know. You turned yeah. it a bit. They made like, a bit runner. Yeah, they made the Super Mario Runner version of. It feels mm-hmm. weirdly like derivative for those guys. They've been like pretty like on the edge of innovation. Had... Like Super Meat Boy was like really exciting and new for the time, and so mm-hmm. was Isaac. The yeah. same guys, right? Am I but, getting confused? Well, sort of. Like Binding of Isaac is one of the two guys that made Super Meat Boy, but it's not. He like, I'm pretty sure they like sort of split up. Yeah. After okay. like Team Meat is not. Ed McMullen and. Is not Ed McMillan. Right. Yeah. Regardless, Edmund McMillan. Those two games were yeah, like, anyways. you know, yeah, yeah, they I left know a big stamp mean. on the uh, indie industry when they came out because they were new and exciting. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did Super Meat Boy, and then left Team Meat and did Binding of Isaac mm-hmm. and the seven thousand expansions for Binding of Isaac. Oh yeah, but the <laughs> new new one recently. It's it's just so interesting. Yeah, where like Binding of Isaac takes the the uh, link to the past 
dungeon room explorer roguelike concept like to the farthest extreme and then super meat boy did running and jumping to the farthest extreme yeah. to take away running and like why was that five years <laughs> they took if you're gonna make more why would, i'm looking yeah why, i'm looking on on wikipedia right now and team you, meat you spent seven slash, years to make a rhythm game essentially. They, they made super meat boy perhaps you've heard of it in 2010 and then their next release was Super Meat Boy Forever in 2020. Jeez. There was 10 years between those two to games. To make a rhythm game. Like, for su- uh, wait, wait, what, which one are you talking about? If Sorry. It's an, I'm if, ta- it, if it's an auto runner. Oh, se- yeah. A, a, yeah, basically. You essentially have an, a rhythm game. Rhythm game is like a very generous description. I feel like it's more like a weird <laughs> trial and error type game where you just like run, yeah. you die, and you learn. Mu- and yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, muscle memory style. But I like, don't just... like auto scrolling stuff at all. No, it takes not really the. Uh, yeah, it takes the, the accumulative knowledge is nice, I guess, as far as success goes. But like, and the intricacy of controlling the character provides more opportunity for fault. I get that. Like, you, I guess you want people to finish your game, but also it was your whole game. I don't yeah. know. Like, I just I don't mean, maybe it's for like the mobile markets or something. Ten. It is. Well, ten, it was. It ten was, years. Yeah, it, was, it was developed for mobile phones first, but yeah. The art style was fine. I don't know. Anyway, we're we're a little dour. No one's ever gonna play it. I like whatever. Who cares? It's gonna be. We don't. Uh, we're critical sometimes on the show, but we also don't really get to this point. But it's just so dry out there. It's, it's just so, so dry, yeah. man. Oh my god, I'm so bored. I also uh, would I say so I had glad. like pretty considerable like burnout because yeah. I think there's only so long you can do the backlog blitz thing before yeah. you're just mm-hmm. like ugh. Like yeah. I, I've got you know I could play uh, Red Dead Redemption Two again. I could go back to Gungeon, uh, you know, I could do Hades, maybe more Risk of Rain 2, but after a mm. while, you, you start to get bored yeah. of checking stuff off a you, list, you know, this like, yeah. this yeah. weird list you make in your head where you feel like you have to do this stuff because it's, I don't know, whatever, we talked about that before. You just need mm-hmm. new, you know, new stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Revitalize that flame, mm-hmm. and I've kind of crashed, I haven't like been streaming much recently, I haven't really yeah. been playing a lot of new stuff. Uh, of course, I will have a few things to talk about, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. This has been, like, my driest uh, spree when it comes to yeah. video games in a while. Things lined up nicely for me. Like, I, I was in that mood f- by for, like, January, starting in January, basically. I was just like, ah, why don't I watch some movies mm-hmm. instead or read a book? Mm. And then all the moving stuff happened, and mm. so it's basically, like, the first four months of the year were sort of fast forwarded for me and I, I didn't and it, it it worked out well. Like I, there were a few times where I was like, my God, I wish there was something to play. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was not in the mood to play a lot. And that worked because I didn't have time and, yeah. or energy for it. So I'm glad. But also, it's nice that there are games coming out <sighs> again, at least for mm. for about yeah. six weeks. And then it'll be a wasteland until November, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm right. Actually, that's not true. Right? There's a few few little things coming in over the summer right uh and probably think, a few more to well, be announced i there, would imagine there's, there's so much coming out over the next month that i think it'll carry exactly the summer yeah. fairly well i can relate to your experience of like um like not having enough time to like work like like to really feel the drought like there's I've, yeah i've been spending enough plates obviously with being a new father and i got a new job yeah. and so there's been enough enough to keep myself occupied that I don't have to feel like oh shit there's nothing to play and it's made it yeah. easier to latch on to something which has been nice as well but I I can totally empathize with like shit there's really not any there's nothing new like there's just nothing 
there's nothing just new to cut some teeth on. I don't mm, know. It's yeah. as as vain as it is to say it, it can be uh it can be dry when there's just nothing new to try. Like especially when you're so tapped in. I don't know. And they, and a lot of folks are these days. It's not just I don't think it's a problem exclusive to to you two or 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 that oh I, everyone I, seems desperately <laughs> thirsty for yeah yeah absolutely especially especially now especially still in these times when a lot of people have more home time i don't know it's yeah it's interesting yeah. to see uh demand has never been higher for new experiences and new experiences are going to take longer to churn out it's yeah it is tragic i think um in a way but next time we do a podcast we'll have played like four new major video games so that's yeah. exciting i'm glad i at least have mm. one game to talk about like today that came out that, like that is out this year and new and fresh <laughs> in a way, i have some new stuff is... as well don't worry we have we have some Joe and i do as well yeah. yeah oh yeah i'm very uh, I'm like so... at least i know one obviously yeah. but yeah yeah um, like i've put i put 10 hours into a new, like a 2021 game and Whoa, uh, what the hell 50 hours into a not 2021 oh. game <laughs> you've so. never put 50 hours into any game that's well, not true he played through all of mgs5 in about four days and that was like that was 60 amazing. hours yeah that was amazing it's funny awesome. so it, it's funny because i heard i was uh, dawson was over friday night and i was talking to him about this the game it's i've latched on to which is dragon quest 11 mm-hmm. uh, right right so this is the game i'm missing and so he he looked at me he's like you try everything and then wait till it swings back around and i'm like that's exactly right. So it was a little bit of a proof of concept where it's like dip your toe into as many games as possible and see where they come back. Because I do recall being called out by you, Joe, specifically about <laughs> I'm never going to hear about Dragon Quest again. I'm never going to hear about yeah, Fire Emblem again. I would have like, money on it, too. Yeah, so it, so that that did put a, a log in my fire as far as going back <laughs> and chipping away games that were in Maybe my that's backlog. That's what I wanted. And, and so that... Uh, Dragon Quest was is is a game I've poured a lot of time into, and and I can t- I plan on talking about it a little bit later. I can't we'll go through it. what to, we'll go through something a little bit longer. But I've I've uh, I'm seventy five percent of the way through that game now. It is uh, wow. very, very good, but I'll talk about it a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, it was nice to be able to play some games again. I will say, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, especially just I, to have I, the room for them, like to have the room to want to play them in a little yeah, bit of a way, the brain room for them. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I don't want to jump the shark, but I would like to hear about your guys' time with It Takes Two. Okay. Sure, Joe, you lead. I'm I'm uh, mildly tired and hungover. You're hungover? Oh. oh. Well, I know no one remembered, but it was my oh, birthday yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was in May. Oh, my God. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, dude. Oh, my God. Jam. <laughs> he didn't remember. Jam. We got- my bad, dude. We got something in the works for you uh, coming from PEI. So he's uh, so uh-oh. sneaky about it. He's so sneaky. We yeah. were recording Call of Duty, and I was like, "Can you uh, record on Saturday?" And he's like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, come on, dude." And he's like, "Well, it is my birthday." <laughs> well, uh, if I remember correctly, and I was like, I "Fine, I guess." Birthday, I, I snuck my birthday past you, Joe, last year because you yeah, were you like, you so sneaky, sneaky birthday boy." <clears throat> well, I mean, to be fair, I don't remember who when anyone's birthday is because I. Like I, you know, the yeah. funny thing I know is, Joe's is like right after, like yours is in at the end of December. Seventh, eighth. That's about all I remember. I know Dean's is like a couple weeks after mine, and that's it. What's funny is Dawson no and Ben. One, I have no idea when any anyone else. Well, no one had to know Dean. anyone's birthday because of Facebook. Facebook came along. Well, exactly. And yeah, took for that, real. you know, need to remember yeah. these dates off of people's <clears> hands. But then slowly, mm, our many, generation has just started stopping using it. it. So I just yep. realized I don't know when anyone's birthday is anymore. I keep no. my I do keep mine on Twitter, but I uh 
but it, like, because no one's gonna fucking spam me over there. Can you get like? like I rely on everyone else to post when it's someone else's birthday yeah. because and someone always remembers, except for this time, I guess. Yeah, for real, Can dude. I get on, dude. <laughs> the thing, the, the thing, like the thing about it is, I I put my birthday on blast as much as I want to put someone else's birthday on blast. So like, I don't put a lot of yeah. work into publicizing mine because if I do forget. It sucks, but it's also like my birthday isn't a big deal either. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird, I'm like, it's a weird, it's, yeah, it's a weird selfish cop out in a way. Now, I'm the same is, as Jameson. Yeah. I don't really advertise it. It just always kind of creeps up because it's like everyone knows it's like four days after Christmas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, so we're old now. Yeah, How old are you now, Jameson? 27? 28. 28. <laughs> You're so old, dude. <laughs> I know. You are a not as old as you, though. <laughs> Dean is one yeah. month minus one day off yours, Jameson, just to put it. He's May 23rd. Okay, right. 28 years. Uh, so, so I thought yours was in May, so that's why it wasn't on my radar cuz I thought your guys' right. birthdays were closer together. Well, I mean, they technically are. They are close they're closer together Relative. than yeah, it's right, okay, yeah. yeah. Dawson's in July. Yeah, but like uh, it's yeah, I just yeah. I don't fucking care. And also this year it's the March, April, May people mm. are like this is two years in a row of the COVID Aries COVID. season, yeah. yeah, Aries season's been so like for people. I literally, we literally did exactly what we did last year because it w- was good last year. But like, it, it's not, it's not like fun, yeah. Or you know, I mean, it was, but it's not like I want to go out for dinner and you know. And, but it's like, and I thought last year that I would be able to, but here we are. Yeah. What would you get? You get some it just food? feels like, yeah, yeah. We got, we made disgustingly large steaks yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. from the butchers full Let full bone so normally a ribeye they cut the bone in half right horizontally mm, yep not that one nice they were they were i mean I, it was like eat half the steak and i'll eat the rest tonight uh yeah I got and they were great but like you know i've sort of figured last year that a year later things would be different and they weren't they just felt like all the news feels exactly the same mm-hmm. here yeah. The restrictions feel exactly the same here and it's frustrating yeah. but whatever i mean in in like a month maybe two months <laughs> maybe yeah. go out four. for a good dinner and, yeah. and or four months or you know maybe next april <laughs> yeah. uh <clears throat> yeah we're doing all right no I, it's i i'm fine i just it was like you know cake and alcohol and then you wake up at like seven in the morning you're just like oh my god i i, mm. I wasn't hungover i'm just starving i get that and and waking up like four times during the night you know it's just you can go fetch Stop. a meal while I'm talking about dragon. No, no, I did eat already. I had some more birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love cake that. Cake for breakfast. And a glass of milk. That nice. is mm, yummy. Mm. Happy 28th. Well, but yeah, Joe, you lead on It Takes Two. I'll jump in. I'm, I'm uh, My yeah. energy is building here. For sure. Jameson, happy birthday, man. Sure. Really oh, appreciate thanks. you. Love you, man. Well, I, didn't, I don't have any notes for It Takes Two because I was planning on pushing it onto yeah. you. Because <laughs> I actually have oh, sweet. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll do it. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Happy birthday, man. Can Happy you talk birthday, about a game real quick? Can you talk about my, uh, I, I think you wouldn't two. have stuff, and I've got stuff, so. And wow, now I feel you, like a... You assumed I, wrong, you well, fuck. Well, now I feel like a dick because I put the impetus on you guys to talk about It Takes Two, but I can talk about, I can talk about Monster Hunter two. Rise. It's the next long. game from Joseph Perez, the director of Brothers and the director of A Way Out. Buy my fucking game. It's yeah. He's sort of obnoxious, but in, a, in an endearing way. Yeah. And like a um, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, a way out was a cool idea mm-hmm. that was lacking in the execution. I think more so because the writing and acting was terrible, <laughs> yeah. and they were limited to the real world. Yep. 
And so there were, like, they tried quite a lot of different things in that game. But, like, you know, one part near the end was, like, a third-person shooter segment. And you're like, this isn't good. Oh, yeah, that was awful. It was bad. And, And so there was a lot of stuff like that in that game where, like, this is a really cool idea. And it's a great concept. But it's just not quite there. It's still a fun game. And is a fun, like, in a fun sort of B-movie way, you know, where it was like, ooh, these, these line reads, ooh, this story yeah. stuff, oh, man. But the, the, the gameplay segments were, it, there's some fun stuff in there. <clears throat> it Takes Two is basically the exact same concept, except they turned it into a p- platformer with a fantasy setting where they can do literally anything they want. Yeah, it's like a dream um, world vignette type experience. Yeah, and... They wrapped it in a very weird story that I paid very little attention to, but all the all the voice acting was really good this time, which makes it easier of a sell. Yeah, the writing. I would say, I would say the writing is good as well. It's it doesn't go yeah, for that obnoxious. Was, uh, let's be funny every single line type thing. No, yeah, it was it yeah it was much better written, and and the voice acting for everyone uh, was really good, including like all the weird creatures you. Yeah, that's um, so good. Nice. But yeah, I mean the the basis of it is it's you know it's split screen, hundred percent co op. You can either play it locally or online. It has the friend cannot, pass thing again, right? It has the friend pass thing again, which is very smart, very yep. good. Um, yeah. And it's sorry, I'm just uh, remembering. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was just making sure I was uh, charging Joe for half of it takes two on our monthly game bill. One hundred percent. Make sure you get get that. Get that recoup, bud. Get that twenty dollars. What you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, um, get that four pounds, anyways, bud. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, it takes two. Um, basically, imagine a twelve-hour co-op platformer where every three to eight minutes is a new gameplay mechanic is introduced and then never used again. Uh, and then in between each of those gameplay segments every eight minutes, there is a crazy traversal section that is unique and never reused. Mm. And every f- single square inch of the game is unique art. <clears throat> and it all feels really good and is the best shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I get the gist of that game that it just feels like a compilation of great mm. co-op mechanics where it's just like they really yeah. threw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and took yeah. as much as they could and put it in the game, which is like so great. And like all of it stuck in a good way, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. none of it. It was the best the of the best was, of the ideas that bubbled to the surface. It really seemed like the the thing that was interesting about that game right from the get go is that I it immediately felt way better than I anticipated. Mm. Like so much better. Like as soon as the game starts, you have a double jump and an air dash. Basically a and triple jump. That yeah, and that like any game that does that from minute one, it is like okay, they know how they know what they're doing and. Uh, so like right out of the gate, the game feels incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it's tight, the movement, the responsiveness, it feels way better than it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of starts fairly tame, but in like, oh, this is cool. Wow. Interesting. The first level in the shed, we're like, oh, this is fun. And there's the weird like blowjob vacuum cleaner <laughs> and yeah. uh, mm. a little, little sexual looking at times and, and you violently murder it. <laughs> and then from chap, there's nine chapters. And so the first chapter is, you know, fairly, fairly tame, but cool. And then from chapter two onwards, it's at like 
110% for nine hours straight, yeah. and then it just ends. It is wow. utterly and relentless in its pace. It just wow. never it really stops. Is. It never stops. It, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know how in Naughty Dog games, you're sort of bothered by the fact that, like, every room you go into has like 500 unique art assets and you're like oh my god every part of this game is completely bespoke and it's wild Mm -mm. that's this but for platformers hell yeah like every single square inch of the environment is unique every mechanic they never reuse an idea they never any idea none of the none of the mechanics need to be amazing either because they only ever last for like they last for exactly the right amount of time. Yeah. Like as soon wow. as you f- think I could be done with this, you're done with it. Mm-hmm. And wow. also every one of those mechanics feels really good. Like there's a part where you fly on these like weird songbird creatures and the animation and sound and feel of those things is amazing. Oh, there's the a part where yeah. you're like every like I can't even name parts because there's so many. Uh, every time I jumped in on stream, it looked like everything looked <clears throat> so well, so well polished. And then yeah. in turn, yeah. the, in, in turn, a testament to play testing because if yeah, bo- oh, both sure. if both sides feel tremendous in every aspect of the game, that that would yeah. take so much trial. And like the art is amazing. Like it looks oh, so good God, looks so all good. the way through. Mm-hmm. Like I like we said, the voice acting is all really good. The controls are all stellar the music is all really good and creative like in it, all the art and art parts of it you know music visuals all that stuff goes like it covers like every spectrum like it's all all of it's there mm. there's 2d stuff there's like every 3d environment you can name is in there except for maybe a desert mm-hmm. i suppose mm. uh like and it's all so good and also <laughs> this game is so fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first major chapter of this game, you encounter squirrels that are at war with the wasps, yeah. and the squirrels are like gruff, like paramilitary Brits, and Bruh. the the wasps are like an organized hive militia, and and have like formed themselves into bomber jets, or like like World War II bomber planes, and very red wall. There's a giant robot wasp queen that's actually being piloted like a giant mecha suit it's being piloted by a, a a bee and the bee is like this adorable little like bumbling you know pun intended like just this little like oh oh i'm a bumblebee <laughs> and uh, like you you fight the an evil squirrel at the end on the back of a plane and it becomes a 2d like mortal Kombat fighting game with health bars and 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 then you're into the next thing and it's you're in space and there's zero gravity and I, Joe can become tiny and there's moon baboon and, and <laughs> then and oh my god. Yeah, Jameson pretty much <laughs> described like one hour of the nine hours. That was that was like wow. 30 minutes. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's crazy. Like it, it was wild. It, it, yeah, it was. It was uh, I would highly recommend it for anyone that has someone else that they can play a video oh, yeah. game with i'm like and I'm a- it, it's fairly easy as well yeah. like it's oh, very, forgiving. very forgiving so you could definitely get someone through it that has like maybe less experience with games um I might see if sarah wants to give cool. it a go yeah, yeah she'd love it man yeah for sure <laughs> she would also find parts of it extremely fucked up because there are a few parts in that game that are like 
There's one part oh God, that yeah. Joe and I were like horrified by because and it, it was so weird. There's a few times in this game where where you look at it and you're like, "Who is this game for?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like, the vibe I got for sure. I didn't understand like who like yeah and, t- the art inspiration to be where it landed is like where did this come from and who yeah who is it for? Because the main plot and the main plot might bother some people like I we weren't paying much attention and also like it, it's not a subject matter that has any effect on either of us I don't think Joe mm-hmm. where it's like the the main plot is so weird. It's it's a husband and wife wanted are divorcing and you yeah. know the whole game is like oh they can find each other's maybe they can fall in love again the game actually does a good job of not I would say by the end it, it the end of that game is not oh now the parents are not getting divorced <laughs> it, they they leave it like open in a decent way I thought but like oh, nice. that's the premise for the game is like they're having this like it's the, this husband and wife that are like are at each other's throats and want to divorce. And the child is so distraught that she weeps over her little voodoo dolls of her parents and they get turned into the dolls. And and like that's a weird premise for what looks like a a child-friendly co-op platformer. Yeah. Because it's very colorful and cartoony. And then there's a scene later on where you, the parents, the parents are terrible people yeah. as well. They're just awful. They're just terrible. But like, there's, there's a couple of scenes in this game where like, this is extremely fucked up uh, that what I'm seeing, yeah. particularly the elephant murder scene uh, is, is like the most drawn out and disturbing oh thing God. I've seen since the last of us too, yeah, it's except horrific. it's a cartoon. It's all a cartoon. And you're like, who is this game for? Oh. I think it's made for people like Joe and I. Oh. <laughs> but I I can't tell. That um, one scene, I I just I I have so many questions about the elephant scene. I yeah. Because it was it's it was so too weird. it went too far to the point where it wasn't like ironically funny anymore. No, it was like it was, unco- just it was uncomfortable. genuinely fucked up. It was. We don't want to spoil what happens, but there's a creature in agony. And they continue to impose agony in almost like a torture scene, and it goes on for a long time, and it's fucking weird. And and at the end, they have no remorse or anything. The parents are just like, "Haha, we did it." No, nope. and, and then and they bathe like... in their child's tears, and they laugh about Literally. it. Literally. <laughs> oh my god! This oh is not. God. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. What the? It's, it's actually true. worse than it sounds. It's so much yeah. worse than it sounds. <laughs> it's so weird. How the hell was this game made for you guys in a, this weird, obscure way? Because we're freaks. I know. That's that's what I mean. Like I think, I yeah. I don't know who. I don't know what the target audience is, but I think it might be people like us and not couples and not children. Yeah, probably and not, not fathers children. and their children or moms and their children. I think it's like for, made for demented near thirty year old <laughs> people that play lots of games together. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind and of it feels was. like that, and it was yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's. I love how like <clears throat> it 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 wears all of the inspirations on its sleeve, like completely. It's totally fine. It's just like the first mechanic you get in that game. Joe gets to throw nails into the wall, and I have a hammerhead, and I can like hammer the nails down and swing off the hammers. Right. And but he can recall the nails, and it sounds exactly. It's literally the exact sound effect of the whistle from Yondu's Yondu's whistle weapon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh right. And it's on. like. And it's like, why? Well, because it's awesome. Because that's a cool weapon and it's a cool sound. And mm-hmm. it, and they just did that. They were like, let's do that. For seven minutes in this game, 
let's just do that. And they do it. And, and you know, there's a part where it's like, let's just do seven minutes of like a Diablo top-down oh, yeah. character action. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then there's like, let's do Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Yes. And then let's do like a racing game. And let's do a third-person shooter. There's lots of let's Ratchet do, like, inspirations in there as well. Let's lots of Ratchet yeah. inspirations for sure. And, Mar- but, like, Mario Party-esque minigame style. Mm-hmm. Like but two people riding Those two sides well. of the catamaran. Like, yeah, yeah. And But like, the, yeah, so you're constantly seeing, you know, reflections of of games that you know all the time you're like oh this is like this game oh this is like that this is like this and they're totally cool with that as well like they they don't they, they're not trying to hide it in a way and uh yeah it was it was very refreshing i will cool. say because like i haven't clicked with a lot of these sort of medium tier games of the last few months and this was just like oh right some game developers still know how to make a fun ass gamey ass game uh mm-hmm. and bless them for that like it, it was it, it it is pretty damn good uh, yeah it's really really good I, I tell you, <clears throat> and it's just it's just so focused on fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it has such a fun energy all the way through it uh i feel like the I, yeah go ahead ben I was just gonna say, like the Joseph Rez like arc has been so compelling because when he <laughs> yes. was hy- when he was hyping a way out, it was like you I I developed an immediate disdain for the guy. Um, just oh really? On- oh, that's funny. Interesting. Well, it was like it was a good promo, but I was like, I don't know, this game's probably gonna be pretty shitty. But like the game ended up being, I played some of it with Dean. Like it ended yeah. up being fine. Like it was yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It was for what it was, and depending on where it went story wise, like you could have your qualms. But gameplay wise, I was like, this is solid. And could it's be, a neat idea. Yeah. yeah, it could be a platform for the and so like when it takes two was coming out the narrative that was coming out around it like a lot of the messaging was cent- centering around the divorce storyline and I was like what the fuck is this yeah. gonna be um, and then to see it and to hear about the actual gameplay aspects of it has just been like wow what a his trajectory from like that harsh promo to like a way. A, a, a way out being like kind of fine to this game being actually really decent has been so endearing and i look forward to Hazelight doing whatever they do well now and because... brothers was the first thing that he directed oh and brothers that's right is really well. good yeah brothers, that was not yeah. Hazelight. that was made with starbreeze i'm pretty sure right about that with him i think you're right yeah yeah and uh brothers was a fantastic yeah. game um great great but, uh great great but moment i, I the think there, yeah. the transition to like not serious Mm-hmm. is in is good yeah. because brothers is a very serious game and and it pays every like that game sticks the landing all the way through and is really really good and mm-hmm. a way out was totally self-serious for the most part um but it that like got in the way and this shift to fantastical goofiness is like the perfect house for his energy yeah um mm-hmm. and and the energy of the studio as a whole because like there i looked them up they're like 65 or 70 people like oh it's not gosh. a small st- not a small team. Are they good art and for it, and you can feel like everyone is just fire. Like he's obviously a good game director because he can obviously get mm-hmm. the creative energy oh, out yeah. of everyone. Like everyone yeah. is firing at a hundred percent for this game, and they are already working on their next game. And he's already saying, you know, it's going to be so much crazier than it takes two. <laughs> and I'm like, I believe him now. You know, yeah, I do. Uh, like I do before too. this game came out, he said. In an interview, he was like, "If anyone doesn't, if anyone finds it takes too genuinely uninteresting and boring, get in touch with me, and I will give you a thousand dollars." Yeah, and 
And I was like, okay, buddy, like your game's not going to be that cool. And he was right, though. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. There's a self-confidence yeah. where it's like he knows. Like he's, yeah. he was completely right. Like I love you it. cannot play through this game and be bored no. because it is like every five, four seconds, it's just like, oh, my God, something new is happening. Oh, my God, explosion. Oh, God, I'm on a squirrel now. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And it's great. Yeah. And it goes on for 12 hours. Yes, long. Oh, yeah. I like the part well, James said, I got through it. I like the part where you said that um, like everyone in the studio probably got like a moment to shine because it, yeah. the, like as you play certain sections, I feel like certain chapters are more themed around almost like departments yeah. of the game studio where some are more mechanically impressive than others. Where it feels like the game design team had like free reign to do whatever they want, and then there's some. Really strange chapters where there isn't much gameplay. It's just like psychedelic, weird visuals for like five minutes. Right. And there's a part near the end which isn't as mechanically impressive, but is more focused around like sound and music. And it just feels like yeah. everyone got like a moment to do something in that game, which is really awesome. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the only bummer with it is that the there's no like grand finale, really. Yeah. It doesn't all tie, like it doesn't tie everything together in some... Some no, I mean more so like there's not some like cr- like mm. absolute fucking crazy ass thing at the end, right? Either with cutscenes or gameplay. Gotcha. Um, but as of- Joe pointed out when we finished it, like the whole game is at maximum crescendo for nine hours straight, and I don't know how they would make something that is like how do you make a grand finale to a game that is at eleven yeah. the entire time, you know? Um, and, and so I, I, I don't really hold it against them for that. Uh, I, I don't know what you would do there, but, um, that's, that's kind of the only downside. And yeah. it was like, but it's like, who cares? You know, whatever. I would say that maybe the chapters could have possibly been reordered. It feels like there's no rhyme or reason yeah. towards like the difficulty or maybe how impressive some of the chapters are. Like I'd say some of the earlier yeah. chapters are maybe better than some of the later chapters. Uh, it's not a big deal because all of the chapters are good in their own right. It just like starts off mm-hmm. like incredibly, and then a lot of times it's just good, and then sometimes it's really mm-hmm. good, but sometimes it doesn't reach this peak that it reaches right at the very beginning. So I feel like they could have yeah. rearranged some of the chapters maybe because I do think some are better than others. But yeah, it just like never gets boring. It's very, very no. varied. It goes 100 miles an hour. And I think wow. when it comes to the co-op genre... I think the co-op genre, even if it's still alive at this point, sometimes Mm -hmm. isn't that mechanically involved or impressive because the novelty of playing a game with your friends kind of helps elevate something. Like me and and Jameson have played all of this series called, um, it's like We Wish You Were Here or something like that. We were yeah we, we were here we together were here, I think yeah. is the latest one and yeah. when you look right. at it if you like strip away the parts and look at it it's not that impressive of a game but it's just fun because you are communicating with your yeah. friend and you're figuring stuff out with your friend and that kind of elevates the experience um, and it takes two does not rely on that at all uh, if this was mm. a solo game and your little companion was an AI this would still be phenomenal I think it would be like mm-hmm. a Nintendo wow. tier. Uh, platform and adventure uh like some of the mechanical stuff in this game between two people over the internet is really really impressive like some of it is, oh, yeah, like there's black like magic also 
Yeah, yeah, there's like no latency at all. Oh yeah, that that and we're ten thousand kilometers away from each other. Yeah, that <laughs> the fact that the like, game has done so well critically, and that being a major aspect of it, like this game was going to be played by a lot of people online cooperatively, and so yeah. like for it to be so precise, especially it, in the time that it's come out, you know, like perci- everyone's at home. Yeah, precisely. It would have <clears throat> it would have been a big detriment to the game if the online hadn't been so secure or so so reliable, and so it's been great to not hear that be a present issue. Uh, against the game oh man there's crazy yeah. stuff there's like segments where there's like a podium <clears throat> not a podium just like i don't know there's an orb floating in zero g with a string on either end and like your the physics of each person swinging like pendulums and mm. controls the momentum <laughs> of it. it's like mechanically really impressive yeah. at points wow it is it is yeah they do a lot of like most games struggle to do anything well and this game does like 700 things well yeah you know, like, and yeah, they're able to make top-down stuff and side-scrolling stuff and physics where, like, I'm on inverted physics on the top half of the screen, but Joe is on normal physics on the lower half of the screen, and then they flip halfway right. through, or, or, and then they're back, and, like, <laughs> like, like, games are not good at doing those sorts of things. Yeah, how can we maximize to do that? Yeah, yeah how can we the maximize the split-screen experience, <clears throat> and then how can we flip the maximization on its head as well? That's so much fun, and I think in turn, uh, it's that's Joseph Rez, I guess. Like yeah. that's that's a blatant it probably, in a lot of ways. It's probably the best co-op game ever made, which wow. isn't the okay. grandest Ooh. statement because the genre isn't no, really yeah. that populated, but it's definitely mm-hmm. like the new benchmark. I would say it's probably yeah, uh, better than Portal so. Two co-op. I think. Oh wow, they're the studio. To yeah, do it, Portal though, Two co-op definitely definitely has like its frustrations. Yeah, where you're like, because mm. it's it's difficult. This game, stuck, it, yeah. it does a good job of not being difficult. It's just a roller coaster ride. Yeah, uh, but is like super mechanically interesting and varied. Yeah, mm. uh, it's it's everyone should play it if they can. Like I said, yeah, find someone to play it either with you on the couch or over the internet. Uh, uh, I uh, I expect to hear about it uh, later on in the year. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. considering it's the only game that's come out this year. For so it's, <laughs> it's off to a good start. I'm not. Yeah, that is to that it's point. The that game is game exactly of the year right, right now because yep. uh, wait, checks notes. Oh, it's the only game of the year. <laughs> yeah, I have my my game of the year is something I'll be talking about on this fucking show because there's no games out right now. <laughs> I actually anyway. don't know what that is, Ben. Oh no, it's just Monster Hunter, dude. It's the only game I played this year. Oh, of course. <laughs> you freaking fool. You fool. Um, very tremendous to hear that it takes two. Um, is so good. I was pessimistic, yeah. and I'm. I love being proven wrong, especially in a genre that I want to see thrive. Yes, That's, uh, I had. I had difficulty wrapping my head around the critical reception for it because we didn't get around to playing it because of the move until like two or three weeks after it had come out, and like. It has like a ninety on Metacritic or something. You're just like, wow, like that yeah. seems crazy for a co-op platformer game. But then you play it and you're like, no, that yeah, that's I get it. Like yeah. I thought people were, you know, people like to exaggerate about the quality of video games on the internet. Let's say, and mm. uh, no, they were right. It's 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 a hell of a video game. I think to that point, people are trying to uh, like assess a score towards the package and like for this game to do so well is a testament to how good how good of a package it is for what it is yeah um, and it was uh how much yeah. is it it was like i think it was 50 canadian uh hey that's yeah 40 40 us which is ao which is fine yep yeah and only one of you has to buy it exactly right. exactly 
Yep. That's the best part. Like, it's so smart. It's a little clunky here and there because it ties into Origin if you're on Steam. But, like, it, it, right. yeah, it's fine. It was fine. Cool. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, tremendous. Crazy no. game. Crazy. Yeah. I can't uh, can't wait to see more of it. I'm, I hope I, to get around to playing it. Um, and I think it'd be really fun, especially to play it. In the you would have a good somebody. time playing it with anyone out there. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like yeah. I said, Dean and I played a little bit of a, a little bit of it. Um, of a way okay, out uh, of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe Dawson and I will do it to see how. Yeah, you and Dawson would have a good time. You'd love it, Matt. Dawson would like that game. Sweet boy. Um, no, I uh, tremendous. I uh, I can talk about my 2021 go game it. of the year. Yeah, go for uh, it. Wow. You, you two have okay. got like, the yeah. most relevant games at the moment, so you go first. <clears throat> Christening uh, my 2021 game of the year as Monster Hunter Rise. Mm. Um, so I just did a little check in um, on my playtime. I'm at nine hours forty minutes. But I also haven't touched it in like probably uh, what what day is today? Today's twenty. It came out a Fair. month ago. It came out a month ago tomorrow. Uh, I haven't played it in probably three weeks. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, two and a half, three weeks. But um, but I do have much to talk about in regards to it. I've been taking some 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 decent little notes about it because it's uh it's been nice playing Monster Hunter Rise after playing. I think we I don't know. I probably put. 20 or 25 hours in a monster hunter world i don't want to over inflate my time with monster hunter world because yeah, i don't think, think it that sounds about partic- right yeah yeah uh, yeah. I, yeah i yeah i i got the experience but i don't think i really maximized it um which, well you didn't play 100 hours like joe yeah. no but but i also understand how much meat there was left on, yeah, yeah. on those bones um and so with literally monster- <laughs> so with monster hunter rise coming out <laughs> and, and getting getting the wording uh that it was getting uh, around its release and the demo that was out um and i listened to a couple of uh, podcasts around it uh hearing that it was on using like new nintendo switch online infrastructure i was starting to get like kind of into hearing how it was gonna go came out did great reception yada yada i picked it up and it's been um a lot of fun um even just solo uh a lot of people have commented on how good the online is um i haven't had a chance to to touch on that yet but um it's been really accessible to get into. They've like streamlined uh, quests into either you can do them single player or multiplayer, two different quest paths in a way, and it's just all basically centered around protecting the village that you're in. So it's not like it's not overly complicated in understanding what you have to do or what your purpose is in the game. Um, and then it's just typical like go gather resources as a mission, or like go hunt this bigger beast as a mission, or go capture this bigger. Anyway, yeah, very much like Monster Hunter World in the way that that. Uh, in the way that that worked. I'm looking forward to trying the multiplayer. Like, just with... I've heard it's really snappy. Um, like, it's it's just basically caught up to, like, 2018, 2019 quick matchmaking style where you can just, um, like Monster Hunter World, just load into a multiplayer mission and have three other people in doing the same thing you're doing alongside you with not a lot of cumbersome nature. I just... I think about Animal Crossing, and I think about Pokemon, <laughs> and I think about the cumbersome <clears throat> online experience that... Nintendo was latched onto the Switch, and <clears throat> so it's a little bit exciting to hear them using like newer infrastructure stuff. It's the same amount of weapons, and actually the exact same weapons that were in World. So there's okay. 14 different weapons that you can rise use that yeah, you can I'm, use in Rise. I'm pretty sure like those weapons, like the Monster Hunter weapons, are pretty much the Monster Locked Hunter in. weapons across like the last 10 years or something. Yeah, uh, I'm, but I'm no expert. Yeah, I played around with the lance and the uh, shield at the start but i've been running gun lance so it's been kind of it's it's basically a great sword yeah that um, and cool. then you have a, a hip fire cannon yeah 
it's been a lot of fun uh, chipping away at, at bigger guys with that. It's great for DPS. Um, and another great thing about Rise has been world traversal. So like, it's basically uh, it's basically Monster Hunter World, a little like a little bit of the fat trimmed. But uh, I think the big thing with Rise is uh, the fact that they give you a permanent mount. Like they give That's you cool. like. Yeah, so where in world they give you the cat, or I don't know whether the cat's always been around, um, yeah, as a sure. as a companion. But in Monster Hunter Rise, they give you a dog as well. And so, <gasps> yep, they give you a dog that you can completely customize and name, and he's always with. They are always with you. Yeah. you can always ride them, and you ride them pretty friggin' fast around the world. Um, but they also contribute to your combat, and yeah, they're excellent. Uh, they level up. You can do quests with them. Yada yada. Um. But getting around the world has never been easier because you have a permanent mount always at your side. And there's uh, wire bugs, which is kind of like your... It's a new accessory you can kind of use. It's basically a permanent grappling hook. Uh, so you can suspend yourself in midair at any point. You can run up walls using the wire bug. Hmm. You can like do certain... You can have uh, two or three. Like You have a charge of them. So if you use one, it, there's like a 10-second cooldown per... You can hold two and then get an additional one. So you can have maximum of three. But, like, you use one, suspend yourself in midair, launch yourself at a monster to attack it and do more damage. Yeah, use it to wall cool. climb. Um, and then there's great wire bugs, which are, like, <clears throat> almost like uh, fast travel points. But, like, uh, it all happens on screen. So, like, you would walk over to a cluster of flowers in the ground, summon a, a great wire bug, and it will then launch you across the map in real time to like a location that could have a couple of buffs that you need for that particular session because with monster hunter you have to uh buff yourself for the session so like you load in go to camp eat yeah like apply yourself your buffs before you go attack the monster those great wire bugs will essentially launch you to a place that can give you a couple of extra buffs and stuff like that okay i think there was some sort of traversal system in woes there was like some pterodactyl thing you could hook onto and it would like carry you around the other You're side right. of the map it I was think. like a ra- it was like a, it was like a rails it was I yeah think the pterodactyl was on rails so it was like a gondola style system but mm-hmm. with the with the constant mount or the permanent mount yeah. it's excellent for That's ripping cool. around it it changed it changes it quite a bit um and the wire bugs how's good. the armor and looking man how's the armor looking holy frig so the armor and the weapon uh complexity is either on par with world or even a farther step i'm unlocking paths for the gun lance that are like incredibly deep like yeah. uh 30 or 40 lines down like of just ways you can upgrade it depending on the monsters that you kill and the resources you get that's it's similar what it's to world, all about baby yeah but there's the the upgrade paths for weapons and armor alone are wild i'm rocking some very colorful gear right now um I think it's got some speed buffs on it, but it's like, it's got some orange and blue in it. It's really, really slick. But, uh, yeah, I've been very, imple- very impressed. Very impressed with Monster <laughs> Hunter Rise. Um, I, it's 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 kept me coming back to it in the way that I want a world to. Uh, I'm not, like, I'm not, it doesn't feel daunting. Having There's two quest vendors, and one of them single player and one of them is multiplayer, and it's as easy as that. The world, like the the hub area, feels smaller and more easy to understand. I don't know it's, just, it's been great to get into, and uh, I don't know. I would encourage people to try it. Hopefully, it goes uh, on sale in a little bit because it's it's probably it's the loading times as well are like so snappy, like very 
clearly using some type of flash storage to jump around. Um, there's a couple of areas in like the hub area where you have to see a loading screen, but the loading screen's one second long. Um, it's That's great. I was very surprised at how fast it is loading between not only the hub area, but uh, the different areas that you have to go to, go to as well. They're huge. The environments are world-esque size. Um, I've been to four so far, and I'm not sure how many there are altogether. Um, but they're also going to be updating it regularly. Um, I think they're doing monthly updates to it as uh, as its life cycle goes on. So, But yeah, really impressed with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I think I'm still just trying to hours. figure out if I want more. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm still thinking about it. For sure. I played, I played a totally lot of worlds, and it's like difficult mm-hmm. to be like, let's start that from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. But like, here's, yeah. a, here's, a, here's another hundred hours. It's like starting a new. Persona. Maybe by the time it comes to uh, maybe by the time it comes to PC, it'll be yeah. More, Every yeah, now and then, which I, um, I don't think will be until next year. Right? Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's coming. It, it is. Com- they said it's not coming until next year. Which yeah. um, by it's, then, yeah. it'll have all of the content up because they are like I said, they're doing monthly content drops. It'll probably have so much more content when it comes out. On you would PC. hope because I remember World didn't launch that way on pc oh yeah iceborne might even launch later on pc it launched like a year later and then they were completely out of sync with the updates on Mm. pc which seemed weird but maybe they figured that out this time you would hope that'd be nice right yeah we might uh, i feel like whatever whatever or whenever uh monster hunter world 2 comes out yeah i feel like that would be the one that will be like the most accessible and most like ah maybe i'll finally try this because world it sounded like made good strides you know in in decrazyifying that game a bit. a bit and rise seems like they have continued to chip away at that and you i think you know by the next big boy console version they'll probably have brought it up to like you said like 2018 levels of uh, <laughs> yeah. comprehension <Online> <laughs> yeah i uh, i will say like this feels like the game that uh appeals to the world players yeah. Like it just it feels like the way yeah. it boils down the world formula in a way that appeases the people who came in with Monster Hunter World and also like is a great way for the people who came in with Monster Hunter World to be like, hey, people who don't play Monster Hunter at all, try Rise out if you have a Switch. And it's like it is a little unfortunate that it launched exclusively on the Switch. Like it, I think it would have benefited its yeah. presence and obviously Capcom a little bit more if it had of if they had to put it out on PC at the same time or six months, like a six month well, delay would have been. Like, I don't think, I don't think they care too much. Cause like it's so monster hunter is such a Japanese franchise. Yeah. And no one's, yeah. For sure. Like, I think they've already sold like 5 million copies or something. They sold 5 like, million in the first week. I'm pretty sure. That's like, crazy. Was, yeah. I think months. It's also crazy that it, it's on the, it's crazy that it's on the switch. Yeah. Like, it, ru- it runs, it looks great. It looks really, really good. The music's really Yeah. They switched, they switched to the, uh, the RE engine for yep. it. Oh, nice. Which is wild. Yeah, I can't say anything bad about its graphics. Everything like the animations are tremendous. I can't. The there's <laughs> you see fucking Pokemon open world game, dude. Like, <laughs> I, like yeah. I was just listening to us dunk oh on that in the last podcast before recording this one, and yeah, it's Monster Hunter Rise has some of the creatures from World are in Rise, and seeing the same ones bleed over, seeing some of the animations be the same, but also understanding like 
the variation that goes in their animation, and then seeing that on the Switch in handheld mode is like pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I know you can mm-hmm. you can play World on your phone through Game Pass, but like playing Rise on Switch just. But that's feels a like, video stream. That doesn't. Yeah, count. exactly. I agree. So like p- playing Rise on Switch, it feels very cool. It, it it's a, the full experience when you're actually in there fighting the monsters. I don't know. I I really look forward to getting some multiplayer time under my belt, and just like getting into some bigger fights, fighting some stronger monsters, and seeing how having m- multiple people fight them f- raises the stakes and all of it. So, I don't know. It's been it's been great. I'm just going to say I'm that really um, I think Monster Rise. Hunter has risen in, in such popularity in Japan that it's on par now with um, uh, Dragon... Dragon. What are you playing, man? Dragon Hero. Dragon Quest. Quest. I'm playing. I'm playing Dragon Quest. Where, like, Japanese oh, yeah. companies will give employees the like days off. Yeah, yeah. Because they know Monster Hunter or Dragon Age yeah. is coming up, and they're just not going to yeah. turn up anyways. Yeah, Monster Hunter is enormous in Japan. Yeah, it's one of the biggest for so long. Well, yeah. Mila Djokovic yeah. just starred in Monster Hunter, the fucking oh, movie. Oh, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. That's it came a, out. that's a number three most googled question when you uh, look up Monster Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, as of December 2020, the game series has sold 66 million copies worldwide. So Rise Damn. takes it to 71 million copies worldwide. Pretty juicy. Like that, that's yeah, and that's it's massive. That's late numbers too. So yeah, Rise. I uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Is it Capcom? I'll probably be talking about it later this year. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all Capcom, baby. Yeah, Capcom's having a fucking good couple yeah. of years. Capcom has uh, really like turned around in the last five or six yeah. years. Like uh, it's really impressive. Well, like with Rise, what hit me. Well, I'm getting big, like, Lost Planet vibes with, like, mm. Monster Hunter. Like, y- you really see how they took uh, multiple people taking down a big beast and shrunk it for Monster Hunter and, uh, like, stuck it into Monster Hunter as well. Like, they really smashed uh, Lost Planet and old Monster Hunter together in a really great way for the future. Because Lost Planet is never going to come back. It's gone. No. Forever. So for it's like... Best. Yeah, for yeah. them for them to like take a creature, give them all the animation and all the intelligence that they can, which what they kind of did with Lost Planet, even if it is on rails, because the creature's gonna follow a path like they do in Lost Planet. Just shrink. I think they've done a great job applying it to Monster Hunter. Mm. I don't know. I'm yeah. not gonna can't ramble on too long about it, but I, but you see the similarities between the two. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, Monster Hunter, good game. I will Monster Hunter Rise on the Nintendo Switch. I will probably get to it in the future. There's always a, you know, a chunk of time where you are just sitting on your hands and nothing's coming out. Yeah, it's going to be like seven weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured, uh, yeah, I figured I figured this dry time, Joe, you'd, you'd go back into some more interesting games in the backlog. I, I didn't yeah. think you would dip into anything new like Monster Hunter or anything like that. Because it's, it's a big, Monster Hunter can be a time oh, commitment, an effort commitment. It's just like, yeah, it's like, even though it's dry out there, it's like you don't want to be playing one game exclusively. And I kind of get that. Persona 5 <laughs> Strikers is like my ongoing, like, long project. I like to have, like, one of those at a time. Mm-hmm, I just for don't sure. want to take on, like, another one yet. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Maybe. Yep. We'll see. It could be one of those franchises like Yakuza where I play one and I just can't really get into another one. It's like an experience yeah, I only right. want to dive into once. Or maybe it's not. We, 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 or you we. need like a much longer, you know, like four or five years and play Monster Hunter World 2 in another three years when it comes out. Yeah. Well, it's been like yeah. 10 years since I played Yakuza and I weirdly just right. don't want to play another one. I keep trying. I tried yeah, Zero, yeah, maybe Kiwami. I can't yeah. remember. I definitely tried four. And it just, I don't know. I, I played yeah. it. I've seen the format. I enjoyed yeah. it. I just don't feel like going through the motions again. That's fair. Yeah. That that would be like Persona. Like, you know, it's like, are you going to yep. play Persona 6? Yeah. Like, 
but also Persona Six will be out in like nine years, so who the hell knows mm-hmm. what you'll even be wanting by then? But yeah, it's yeah, I yeah, totally get that. Yep. Because I'm like, I'm curious what I'm gonna do after Dragon Quest. As far as like, am I gonna play another turn-based JRPG or am I gonna? I actually no, I already know what I'm gonna do, and it's not play another turn-based JRPG. Yeah, it's probably for the best. I take yeah. a break. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, well, I know it is gonna be another J game, but it's okay. gonna be uh, not a turn-based. I'm excited. I already know. I'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, but no, Monster Hunter Rise, great game. Uh, before I talk about Dragon Quest. I kind of wanted to mention uh, just a couple of quick hits I've been playing in the meantime as well. I did want to talk about Fall Guys Season 4. Yeah, we should talk um, about Fall Guys, man. Yeah, because we, uh, man, what a great little run we had there with the new content. It, it was, was uh, really good, dude. I really enjoyed man. it. Man, like, just exactly what you want that game to be. But, like, the, the, the course diversity, like, the racing stuff, the lap amounts is great. But then that the, the, the courses that they've offered for your racing is so good. Like... There's always something new. You can get the rhythm down, but there's still enough characters in every map to keep it interesting. I don't know. The season four content was great aesthetically and and also great mechanically. Yeah, I think that like the way to play Fall Guys is kind of like how we did it. Like mm. the game doesn't doesn't really feel like it's supposed to be something you play every day, like an ongoing multiplayer game. And obviously, if people mm. enjoy it infinitely, then fair enough. But for yeah. me, like. I didn't think I was ever going to go back to it after season two came out. And honestly, Ben, it it took you a while to kind of twist my arm into it because I was apprehensive. Um, Just Mm. because, I don't know, so it's just like full guys, yeah. Oh, bean jump, bean make it, bean don't make it, oh no, do it again. You know, I played like 50 hours of season one and like the honeymoon period really faded for me. And it's kind of, you know, the zeitgeist is gone. But we kind of got exactly what that game needed when we jumped into season four. After, you know, missing season three and only playing a little bit of season two, which was an abundance of new courses that we'd never seen before. Mm. And it provided for like 10 really great hours of Fall Guys. And I think maybe the problem with that game is it will like never maybe have enough new novel factors going on. But if the game survives and keeps going, it's a really great thing to jump into like once every six months and just have like 10, 15 hours of... I don't know, interesting bean bamboozling. It's just a great, stupid, funny game. Uh, the only problem with the game ever is, like, variety. And if you just yeah. jump in every few months, then you have that. You know, it doesn't have to be something I, you play every weekend, every day. It's just, like, a good thing to jump in, like, every three months, I think. I uh, I, I feel like I'm the type of person who can jump in probably more frequently. Like, I think... Um... I don't know. I think there's a refinement to every level that I could I could just really tap into. We could definitely get better at it because we weren't the best at the new stuff. No, and like the t- I really thought that the team score mode uh, was quite intriguing. If you could get like a couple of buds to really commit to being like, I don't know. I think it adds stakes to individual performance. So Jameson, I don't know if you ever saw, but like they've added basically a team aggregate scoring system to Fall Guys if you play with a party. So it's like mm-hmm. depend depending yeah average group positioning um, will impact whether or not you qualify for the next round and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. And yeah, actually a decent idea. And um, I follow like I could definitely play it. I think a little bit more frequently than every every few months or so. There's a guy I follow on Twitch who has over four thousand wins now. It's, Jesus he's, Christ! Yeah, he's uh he's wild. But it's like always fun just seeing how he, he commits to playing every day. Wow, and Christ. it's yeah, it's just it's wild seeing somebody who is playing every day and and how they're getting along with the game and how it doesn't dry them out. But yeah, I uh, 
I couldn't uh, couldn't not talk about Fall Guys. Oh, if yeah. you if you own if you do own it already, you should oh, dip in. Oh, oh, you won't believe oh. it, Jameson. You won't believe this. <gasps> oh, we were so playing. Hard. I'm holding on. We were playing season four. This was actually a really fun moment. We were playing season four, and a long time ago, back in season one, I said that rollout should be a finale. I was like, it makes sense. What's Just rollout? have rollout. It's the one where there's a different segments of a cylinder and all spinning and like everyone like grabbing it, each yeah. other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They you're, made you're it. You're bouncing in, on a log. They made it into a finale. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Oh, that's good. Yep. Wow. Because I didn't it know about it. Me and Ben were playing and I think I even mentioned it again when me and Ben were playing. I was like, man, why isn't rollout finale? Because they added a new rollout. It was like, and it was like right then, yeah. I was like, they have it. It's right in front of you. And then it just appeared, and I was in rollout the finale. I was like, "Holy shit, it's here!" <laughs> it was such a cool moment because somehow I just—I don't know—I didn't keep on uh, top of the news of the Fall Guys update, so I just didn't didn't know it existed. And it was like this yeah. weird like idea I had, which made sense. And then I was just in it. I was like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" And they made a—didn't uh, they do something with uh, slime climb as well? They basically added um, variables to every level. There's like variations yeah. on all the things, which is good. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought I saw something about slime climb. My I guess my idea of the slime climb playlist still hasn't come to life yet, has it? Don't it's think so. The, the infinitely the one you just play slime climb until and it just keeps scrolling. Oh, until yeah. 100, one hundred sixty people start slime climb. Wow, yeah, sixty idea. people start. That's one person an idea. Wins. <laughs> huh? Let me get on the horn with Mediatonic. <laughs> okay, yeah. Would you? They've yeah, only well, got like 500 employees. Surely someone could make that, right? Yeah. I'll call Tim Epic and I'll get on the horn. Okay, the good, guy good. At the Oh, top. right. They're owned by Epic now. So oh, they yeah. Oh, my the, the only thing, yeah. I, thing I think they need to do is the variation levels are always better than the OGs. And I think yeah. they should just ah. be brave and just override the old levels. Oh, yeah. I, I would have. Oh, okay. Do, I would have thought yeah. that they were. No. Like, make, I didn't think that. Interesting. Okay. Do, do fucked up algorithms that don't guarantee success. Like, you don't Ooh. need to guarantee success for them to be fun. I was going to say you could queue into, like, a difficulty. Because some of the variables are more difficult. Mm. But I don't know if the game has enough players to do that type I'd, of customization. It probably does. Wait, is there crossplay yet in that game? Uh, not yet. This, this summer... And it's coming Once to Xbox and Switch this summer. You don't yeah. have to worry yeah. about, about... But the know. reason I brought it up is because there's a great variation of um, Perfect Match where, you know, the boring fruit memory one? Right, right, right. There's right, a variation right. where there is a spinner in the middle of the whole thing spinning. So while you're, like, okay, memorizing yeah. the fruit, you're also having to concentrating on jumping yep. over the thing. That's good. And then when you're yeah. down to your one cube, good. you know, when like they all vanish and you're just on yeah. the orange, that's when it gets like really stressful as the spinner comes around and starts hitting people. Right. It's like, it's so much better. Just just delete the yeah. old one, yeah. which like no one even like falls off ever and just make no. that the new permanent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have thought that they had deleted the OGs. Yeah, that's they're, they're still they like a bit yeah. too common. Ten, yeah, 10 yeah. Do they like appear? That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Do they appear side by side like in a mat, in a game, you know? Like, can you get the un variant the non-variant and the variant don't in think like so whole I, we only played 10 hours no probably not no it would be okay. like it but like in one session you could get the variable in one round and then not the sure sure yeah, other, yeah, yeah in the next yeah. match you can get yeah. okay got yeah. it but yeah you go ben. i don't know I, I, guys is good i'm of the opinion that there's enough variety now that i could probably dip in and get like another 20 or 30 hours out of out of the entertainment just like trying to refine my runs and just like because I, I only won one crown in our sessions yeah, and it too. was because we were playing tail tag and i blocked a glitcher yeah. from uh glitching out that the map. was sick by the way that was sick yeah that's why i watched it earlier today <laughs> but uh <laughs> broken yourself up there 
It's been I had to have some alone today. No, it was actually oh, coincidentally it was yeah. But uh no, it's been uh I don't know. It's it's fun. It's great. Yeah. I could go back and get more crowns. I've I think it's I think I am glad it's out. I'm glad it exists Me and I'm too. glad that it's only going to grow. Cause fuck, it's just a good game, and, and I'm it's glad it there, there. You know. Yep. I hope it's a good it, beer I hope it game. Continues to do well enough. Yeah. Oh man, cause yeah. Oh, so much fun sipping some beers, having yeah. some, some times, and yeah, tremendous game. Uh, would be remiss if I hadn't mentioned that we played a little bit. Oh yeah, it. I had um, it on my list. I was gonna bring it up. My other quick hit. Um, if you don't mind me, uh, launching off that, sure. I've played a few more. I put a, probably another uh, four or five hours into Hades. Um, mm. over the last week as well, just on Switch. Like having the cross save on Switch and like being able to do a run in twenty minutes. Uh. Knowing what you're, knowing what to expect with a run of Hades is nice, and knowing that you can go pick it up and do a run, um, kind of is the best way to explain it. Kind of the way you would get like with an Enter the Gungeon, where you're like, yeah, I have half hour, I can do a run and Enter the Gungeon, or I can do a run and Binding of Isaac, that type of shit. So it's been nice being able to go back and pick that up, and and still, I'm still seeing more character development, and I'm still fucking people are. Still, oh yeah, the the writing never ends in that it game. It does not ever it's end. Crazy, in the game. and it's just like people are still having quiet conversations with each other, and it's just it just keeps going, and I just love it. I love it all, and it, I'm happy to have that game, and I'm happy to have it to go back to. Um, but um. Outside of that, I don't really have too much else to talk about other than, like, just Dragon Quest and then uh, playing around with uh, the Kishi, uh, Kishi, the Razor Kishi with my phone. Oh, yeah, so, uh, right. Yeah, that has actually been a tremendous uh, upgrade for my game time. You have said month. that word about 40 times, and I never remember it. What's it called? <laughs> Kishi, the Razor Kishi. What? What? Why? Why did they call it the Kishi? It sounds like, Who like an Italian Razor pie. Call their, they call their... Yeah, you're, I love that. They call their... I don't... Razor's <laughs> naming scheme is is whack to me. And uh, I don't understand it. But it's it's there. And it's it's a great peripheral. I really like it. Uh, the button color configuration is absolutely cracked and still breaks my brain. <clears throat> um, but no, it's, been, it's, really, it's really made my phone... Uh, an extension of playing games like via Xbox or uh, via emulation, so it's been pretty wild uh, having that around. Uh, to relate to that, it's been great having it with Dragon Quest Eleven, which uh, I've so I've been playing that for the most part over the last little while. Having the ability to play either remotely through my Xbox in my house or playing through Game Pass remotely anywhere uh, with the Kishi has been also tremendous for just something as simple as a turn-based JRPG. Um, that doesn't require a lot of network latency and doesn't require, like, immediate input. Um, but uh, as far as the Kishi goes, it's been wild playing. Like, I've been playing Destiny on it, like, just playing the Game Pass version of it. It's fine. It's not anything to write home about. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess I should talk about what it is first. It's a peripheral for your mobile phone. You attach it to both ends. It kind of looks like what you – it would. It essentially turns your phone into what a Switch looks like. Mm-hmm. Thumbsticks, yeah. thumbsticks on both sides, buttons, control pad, yada yada, and um, it just works natively with whatever apps you have on your phone and stuff like that. So it's do you been use it great um, using at work. It. So uh, there's been a couple of Saturdays. I mentioned. So I worked with a guy. I work with a guy on Saturdays, and it, Saturdays are pretty low key. I work at a paint store, um, and so Saturdays are pretty low key. Um, we had 20 people come into the store yesterday, for example, and I was there from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mm. Like it's very quiet. 
on Saturdays, so I was like, I'm thinking about bringing it because I can mooch Wi-Fi off the bank next door. And I can probably <laughs> sit there and play like I could probably sit there and chip away at Dragon Quest while I'm at work, which would be pretty wild. But um, no, I haven't taken it to work yet. Uh, but I've I've I use it around the house all the time, um, just for playing Game Pass games and playing emulators and playing uh, playing Xbox remotely and stuff like that. Ben's so, a mobile almost, gamer now. <laughs> it's like it's i wouldn't be here if like i wasn't if if the cloud component of game pass wasn't becoming so like ingrained in me like if if they weren't really trying to show like hey you can play this on your pc you can play it on your console or you can play it from the cloud it's like okay the cloud i'm paying for the subscription i should at least like try this aspect of it out so the kishi was on 50 bucks off at the time i got it it felt like a good time to get it kishi yeah, no. It does sound like quiche, baby. I just think of scrambled eggs and just, it's like a veggies. quiche made out of kiwis. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, gross. Uh, I'll try anything once. I'll try anything if once. If it was Ma- no, that imagine would. kiwi and like goat cheese or something like that. No. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Come on. They do pomegranate uh, and goat cheese, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come so on, the, NA boys, don't be so close minded. You can make anything work. Uh, I'm not close minded. I'll try anything. Uh the Kishi collapses into, like, a smaller pocket-sized uh, version of itself. It expands. Um, so you can take it anywhere. been playing Dragon Quest on it. It's been great for that. been playing uh, GameCube games, uh, a couple of GameCube games on it. Mario, Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door mm. has kind of been my main uh, experience I've been trying to chip away at. You've been playing long uh, games, not... then. Yeah, I know. It's bad. I'm trying not to... <laughs> Try not to spread myself too thin, but that's an experience I want to get to because the retail version, and then of course any version of it, is not easily accessible. So having it on my phone is nice. Like it's it's um it's two hundred and fifty dollars in auction to get Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Doors for the Nintendo GameCube right now. So like there's Good lord, and that is the only way to play that game. Like there's no other way to play that game other than if you have a Nintendo GameCube or if you have the Wii. And you have a physical copy of that game. That is it. And so Nintendo um, really does just hate their video games. Yeah, like the, Nintendo is the only company that has franchises to, like for games of which I want sequels for, and then also are like the worst for preserving preserving the prequels for. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's it's tragic. Um, so it's been it's been nice having at least a platform to play older GameCube games and stuff like that. Uh, with and same with Game Boy Advance games. I've talked about that last podcast, so I won't get back into that. Um, but having the Kishi has really maximized my Game Pass experience and being able to dip into the games that are on there. I played like I played Dragon Quest. I played some Near on there. Mm. Uh, played a lot of Destiny um, on there as well. Like if I want to do any uh, dailies, I can just jump in and do Game Pass, the Game Pass version of it on my phone, and I can. It's it runs fine enough that I can get things done and get my powerful drops. Like it's perfectly fine. It runs to thirty frames, but. Um, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it'll jump up. If you run it remotely with the Kishi, you can get like you can get 60 to 120 frames from your Xbox or from your console, uh, in your own home or wherever you are if you're using it remotely. But through Game Pass, it's still 30 frames, which is a little bit, a little bit unfortunate. Do phones um, do 120 what? frames? Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of phone screens these days that have okay. uh, plus or have post 60 frame screens yeah. on them. It's okay. weird. Yeah. Why is the Game Pass version 30 FPS of Destiny? Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. I think it's still running on One X hardware. 
Like I feel like you need to like uninstall that game and reinstall it. <laughs> like, but I can't. I can't uh, uninstall the game because it's running through Game Pass, the app. Like it runs through the Xbox Game Pass app and runs at 30 frames through that app. Jameson, like, this is no a world to... we don't know. I yeah, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Anymore. This is Ben's world for sure. <laughs> gotta believe yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I do. I do. I'm just confused. Yeah, for sure. Um, but <laughs> I had uh, so Dawson was over. He brought his phone and his PlayStation Four controller, and he played his PlayStation Five remotely from my home last week, or uh, or no, actually, yeah, uh, a couple of days ago. He finished up uh, Ratchet and Clank here, actually, believe it or not, and he was running at 60 frames a second in my home, playing on his PlayStation Five remotely from his apartment, Jesus which was Christ, actually man. what are you guys? This is. <laughs> This is what I'm trying to. This you is could what also I'm trying just to, sit at home at your TV and play that for but. sure. But we were just hanging out and he yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm trying to. This is what I'm trying to kind of unlock as far as like the accessibility of gaming right now and where I can play the games I want to play them and shit like this. So the whole reason right. I got the Kishi was like being able to if I have like if I want to go fucking sit outside, I can mm, go sit outside nice. and yeah, like um, I don't know. I just I'm trying to maximize my my access to these games and and the mm-hmm. key was a way of doing that and i uh i i would recommend it for android device the de- voices but i heard that um <laughs> i've heard that backbone um for ios despite uh their meme and cringy sponsors people that they've gotten for their youtube stuff like that i've heard the backbone is great for ios devices so if you have an ios device out there maybe consider checking that out i don't know but do whatever you want play games wherever you want i don't care but um, yeah, it's been cool having that option. Uh, been playing like the original Doom a lot on the Kishi on my phone, like just because that's a game that doesn't require a lot, and I can just kind of enjoy it. And yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool having that uh, peripheral. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about Dragon Quest now <laughs> if you guys will have me. <laughs> no, um, you're out, dude. I know. Too, too much Kishi. For sure. I totally understand if you guys want some dessert. I, <laughs> absolutely, I absolutely get it. Um, man, I love but no, I, uh, I, me too, man. Oh. I, uh, anything breakfast, really. I can't, I can't really just eggs. Just give me eggs. Okay. <laughs> uh, eggs and pie. They had, they cracked up. The oh, yeah. They would it. Um, so I associate quiche with dinner. Really? Yeah. It's more of like a What's co- in that cold co- lunch thing for me. Oh, cold quiche. Ooh, no, I'm not. What, they're not both in, good. Not super into cold quiche. Ooh, though. What, cold what's quiche. in your dinner quiche now? Because I'm, I'm really con- kind of interested in that. Uh, I don't mushroom? know. My mom would just do a proper like quiche Lorraine, which is Gruyere and bacon, and caramelized and onions, and yeah. caramelized Ooh, onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, oh, that sounds tremendous. But you cook it and eat it warm out of the oven. Yeah, you can do it both. Yes, they're good for picnics. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I've, I mean, I've obviously, yeah, I've had cold quiche for breakfast yeah. many times, but I, I associate it more with dinner. But I get that eggs. Yeah, I get it. Just hold on here, guys. Quiche. I got. I got to add eggs. Good. I got to add quiche discussion to the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Quiche. Quiche. Quiche discussion. No. Quiche discussion. And that's. Oh god, you're not going to say it. That's it is Q U I C H E. I think. Yeah. Q U I C H E is the way you spell it, and that has been yeah. our second most discussed topic this episode. So <laughs> I will put that number two next to that one. Quiche and quiche. Yeah. Number one was Jameson's B day. Um, but <laughs> we should I, uh, bidet. <laughs> oh Jameson's man, I bidet. wish. Oh, Fuck. You got a tushi, bro? Yeah. Sarah was like, "Yeah, you want to get a bidet?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, I actually, yes, I'll take a bidet. Yeah, I will actually get a I bidet. Do. No problem. No, no cap. I'll take one. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, now available on Xbox Game Pass, has been a game I've been chipping away at <laughs> since a stroke. earlier in the year. Um, and I, my my resiliency towards finishing it has been rekindled since being called out by the Englishman on the podcast. So <laughs> I didn't it's, go um, around, man. Uh, so I, it... What I can essentially boil Dragon Quest Eleven down to is it is Pokemon with people. Mm. Um, you your party match to slavery. Yeah, you're, what? Yep. <laughs> you uh, it's turn. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You capture people in little little spheres oh, and you God. keep them forever. And you put them in a computer, digitize them, and you can access Wait. them whenever you want. Okay. No, I, I can't um, tell if you're being serious or not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh. Um. So. Dragon Quest, to kind of draw a parallel, um, if you think about Final Fantasy as Fallout, think about Dragon Quest as Elder Scrolls. So they're what? like <laughs> two, two, two sides of the same turn-based okay, strategy gotcha, coin gotcha. where like Final Fantasy plays the modern card. Dragon Quest is much more traditional in the way that it's... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So um, Dragon Quest uh, Eleven has been really interesting to get back into um especially after taking some time off of it because um i have wanted to crack the nut with a jrpg i've talked about that a a ton before and and this has felt and has been alluded to as as an experience that if you're trying to play a jrpg in the modern era this is a great one to start with because it's just it touches all the base notes uh it's classic turn-based there's nothing really new and flashy about it and that had its appeal to me especially when i heard about it through other sources so i started it up became kind of bored of it because it is very traditional jrpg turn-based not a lot of flourish you like you are the chosen hero and you are born in like a small village and then that village gets destroyed and then you have to go avenge it all like yeah it's it's all very classic uh steps like that um but where it uh really started to click with me was uh the the writing has actually been quite compelling within the characters. It's been nice getting to know everybody and, and stuff like that. And um, I had kind of a an aha moment with the character stakes around chapter six because they they provide a situation where you are as the main character, you are the luminary, uh, you are the chosen hero. Uh, you're you're self titled, so I named myself Ben, which I thought was kind of <laughs> dumb to start with. <laughs> Uh, but then the fir- your first party member's name is Eric, and then I was like, okay, no, we're all right. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, we're gonna be fine. That's great. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, there's Ben, there's Eric, there's uh, Vanessa or Veronica and Selena, Jade. Like th- the names are, I ended up being fine. It I was expecting like Alexander the Grandiose Third next to mm-hmm. Ben. <laughs> ben. Yeah, but then there's like, so essentially you. Uh, you get a you're the chosen hero you get a letter saying like hey uh in case you didn't know you're the chosen hero can you go tell talk to the king real quick uh it's me your mom i'm the queen go talk to the king <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah uh so you do you're like okay i guess i'll thanks foster mom i'll go read my i'll go follow my real mom's path and i'll go talk to the king and tell the king that i'm the chosen hero so you go to the king the king's like oh you're the chosen hero hell yeah brother sick so glad you showed up. Um, if you're here, then that means that th- if you're here, then that means that the chosen villain is out there. So I'm gonna kill you because killing you will mean that the chosen villain will also die because you can like it's huh. the the game I could compare this to the most is the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. As far as like the dynamics of there is a powerful hero and a powerful villain. 
the two coexist simultaneously but cannot exist without each other. And so the, the the interesting narrative twist is in the early goings of the game is you go to the king being like, hey, like I just found out I'm the chosen hero. I'm supposed to pop in with you and check in on what the deal is with that. And he's like, oh, yeah, the deal with that is like we super don't want you around and I kind of want to kill you to like kind of stop the world from changing from what it is. I kind of want to keep it the way it is because I'm king. Having you around and having some problems might not be great for me, so I'm going to cut your head off. Is that cool? Okay. And you're like, and you're like, no, I'm gonna go on a 60-hour JRPG adventure, defying your <laughs> orders, and then so you do that instead. Um, having uh, it's it's very episodic. It's been uh, they really tie up little story arcs in in great concise ways. Uh, there's chapters. There's a chapter, for example, where you're tasked with like. Uh, tag team wrestling with like WWE style people and you end up like you end up in this MMA tournament and, and there's another one where you just horse race for the gold anyway <laughs> it's 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 a wild game that just boils down to being the best JRPG that can possibly be which <laughs> has been has proven really great uh, for my intention and wanting to to get into this genre and just like finally be like okay I can sit down chip away at one of these long term long term storytelling games that are 70 80 hours long and and get it done and not get bored with it the story has unfolded tremendously the characters are compelling uh, the presentation's great the graphics it this was originally a 3ds game oh, um, mm-hmm. which is very like to, I so I've recently went back and looked at what the experience was like on the 3ds um, because one thing about Dragon Quest XI is it runs simultaneously in 3D and 2D. Mm-hmm. You can play the entire game in 3D character third-person perspective, or you can play the entire game in 2D isometric, oh. like like traditional Dragon Quest oh, games. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Every environment is built for 3D and 2D play. Oh, that's cool. Um, and where it turns it on his head is um, there's a point in the game where you are given the opportunity to visit like almost like an omniscient set of characters that uh, will allow you to travel back in time to other Dragon Quest game locations and impact aspects of their story. Oh god. So so there's so they've tied in the last 10 Dragon Quest games in a really interesting way in that regard. It's optional. Like you you don't have to do it. But there's a environment that it's kind of 2d only that you can go in and they're like hey we need your help in reestablishing the timeline of things if you are interested in doing it you know super don't have to i'm playing this game and i'm really enjoying it it's great everything's done you can fast travel wherever you want you can upgrade your armor however you like there are so many save points so many places to heal yourself up it's one it's probably one of the easiest games i've ever played hmm but it came out in 2017, which tells me it's taken a long road to kind of get to this point. Yeah. This is Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch Now and Xbox Game Pass for a reason. It's not <laughs> Dragon Quest XI. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting in, in, in being able to distinguish what has been added to this game to make it easier for capital M me uh, in this stage of the game. It is tremendously easy easy to get into can save it all the time it's great with quick resume but it uh it's it's very much a product that needed to be put out and iterated upon to get to where it is today uh and so it's 
I'm glad it is where it is. It There's a reason why it is as lauded as it is. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's finally connected. I can't wait to get it done. I'm on Chapter 10 of 12. And then I guess Damn, the post that. the post game can be another 100 hours, <laughs> which I don't. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I don't have intention of um, I don't currently have intention of getting into, but I don't know what the inspiration is behind it. So I'm curious to <laughs> yeah, see I'm just what, looking at how long to beat main story. Fifty seven hours, yeah. of course. Completionist. One hundred and thirty hours. Mm. That's that's a there's a big that's a big gap. Yes. Um, Jeez. So, like, for example, in the 2D space where it's like, do you want to go back to, like, do you want to go back in time? There's three or four missions per ten spaces. So there's ultimately 40 side missions there that you can go do in older versions of Dragon Quest if you want to go do them. So, like, they... <laughs> Dragon Quest Heroes 2, sorry. Yeah, Main story, sure. 30 hours. Completion is 212 <laughs> hours. Jesus! Yeah, dude. Yeah, these, ga- <gasps> these games have pockets of things for you to do. It's ah, it's remarkable. Oh my God. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been very, very cool. All the art's done by Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball fame. So, like, uh, and Akira... Uh, Toriyama has been prevalent throughout the entire Dragon Quest series. A lot of the inspiration looks very Dragon Ball style. Like, if you look at the main character, he just looks like Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Like, and then uh, your number one partner just looks like the Super Saiyan version of Trunks. So it's like, it. There's a lot of the same art style there, but the animation's done. It's been great watching like uh, Studio Ghibli movies in parallel with playing Dragon Quest Eleven because it's like you you get so inspired by the worlds that are created in Studio Ghibli movies and, like, seeing them so fleshed out and well animated that playing a JRPG like this <laughs> in in parallel is, is actually quite nice and, I don't know, it's it's endearing in a way, but... I've had a great time with it. Um, the music gets uh, boring after a while. Um, they have orca- they upgraded... They had it all synth for the 3DS version and the PS4 version, and then they upgraded to an, uh, the Tokyo uh, Metropolitan Orchestra or symphony or something like that, but it's just the same seven songs over and over and over again, so it does get a little <laughs> bit does get a little bit uh boring. Um I had uh my aha moment happened in chapter six. Um it's just a character gets apprehended. Um and I didn't expect to do it back me as much as it did, but um yeah, it's been a great game. I hope if anyone is like wants a step down from how kind of wild the persona games are, <laughs> maybe they'll try it. Dragon Quest Eleven SO? Because it's on uh, it's on Game Pass for PC and it's it's on Game Pass overall, so you know it's I'm accessible not... and it's this is the hell. closest I've ever been to even being tempted by that franchise after your kind of review of it, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put it on the, the list of things I probably will at least try. You know, it's a very mm. prolific series. I'm a big nerd and I like to at least try every big franchise once. So you know, if it's on Game Pass, maybe I will give it a go. Not now during Strikers or, you know, a bunch of other shit, but I'm going to put it on the list. Mm. Why not? I'll give it a try. I, my plan is to have one of these games kind of in rotation <laughs> at all times. And I don't know. I I, I'm, I plan on getting out of this and, and and trying to get into Nier Automata and getting oh, that yeah. done. Um, Just in time for a Replicant. And, but it, it's it's been really... it's To have a game click... And to know that the mechanics will be in other games, and then it's just left for the story to click with me or not, and I can put a game down after this. Like, it's just nice to have a baseline, and it's nice to have a game like this to establish it, because this has been so lauded, has 
a great testament to traditional JRPGs, but also a great wink at the future. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to whatever's next after Dragon Quest 11 yeah. S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I can't Xbox believe you're going to beat a JRPG, Ben. That's crazy, man. Listen, it's. I'm just. It hasn't a, happened yet. True. It hasn't happened yet. This is true. Um, <laughs> but I'm. Uh, it's been. It's been uh, feverish pitch playing lately, and it's it's been great having the Kishi to be able to uh, play it remotely for sure as well. They are very satisfying to complete those games because mm-hmm. they do feel like they've been with you forever when you're deep into yeah. them. It's like I've been playing this since like 2017, and then the credits the credits <laughs> yeah, roll. It's gonna be me with Persona <laughs> if I ever come back yeah. to Persona. It'll be like I'll be like 45 years old and I'll finally finish yeah. it. And then when the credits roll, you do kind of like the Leo point. You're like, oh my god, it's the credits. I did. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a special, it's a special thing. It's like a real journey, those games. But, uh, cool. yeah, that's been my time with Dragon Quest XI. Echoes wow. of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. I never thought you would come back to that game, dude. I'm, I'm impressed. It's been, yeah, it's been all I've been playing lately, and I can't wait to see it to the end-ish. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped that in just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel I I feel like I'll get to. Uh, I hear that you can get to the credits, but then you can play the post game for a hundred hours. And yeah. That's I'll, I'll I'll be glad to. Yeah, the, cre- I, the credits we'll count. What, yep, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what whatever it is is. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't really I haven't really been playing much else. I did like I I did. I wh- hope not. There's just like forty <laughs> games you just talked about. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, the only game? thing I like. The only I I uh, I guess I could say I I downloaded Battlefield Four uh, yesterday hmm. um, and played a, a game or two and was destroyed by vehicles in both games so I uninstalled it immediately. Yeah, um, people are probably very good that's at the why jets. I the RPG. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll if I play that game again, it'll be on PC and hopefully cooperative. But um, the only other thing I like thought about talking about was uh, Valheim and uh, my feelings no. about it in retrospect just yeah. now yeah, because. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about Valheim and the fall off. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Um, only in the way so much is uh, like coming on. I, I, I felt. I, I checked in to see how it's doing these days. It does like forty thousand uh, at its lowest, eighty thousand players at its highest these days still. So how it's is still, it still like, going so big. Uh, I know. All things considered, it's oh. still it's still doing pretty good. Um. I, I, I only wanted to comment on it just as far as, like, I, I'm disappointed that I let it slip. But uh, it was getting to a point where the, the chores were starting to feel quite dense for the end game. That yeah. I understand there's a pace to maintain. Like, you can, you, can keep, you can keep that pace if you have that time. Uh, I think what became uh, challenging and then disappointing in my own right is not having the time to maintain the pace. And then not being able to feel like I can enjoy time going back to it and where i'm not making like substantial progress or notable progress i don't know it's it's i look forward to going back to that game eventually but it it i don't know it's no, uh, i'm i'm pretty much in agreement I, I feel like they lose a little bit of momentum with some of the later biomes like i enjoyed our session in the mountain biome ben but it just it didn't really feel that special there was like this lack of magic with the mountain biome it just kind of felt like we were doing kind of going through the motions a little bit. It's like, here we go. We kind of know the rules at this point. We know how things flow. And it just kind of it lost a little bit of its, like, uh, I don't know, its wonder, I guess. There was still, like, one amazing part on the mountain where 
I mean, it wasn't amazing at the time because you had died, I had died, we needed our items, but oh, that fucking yeah. werewolf that just popped out of nowhere in the mountain, holy shit, that was horrifying. Definitely. And uh, that game continuously does well with moments like that where it just it really tests your adversity and, yeah. and your willingness to go back and get your loot. Um, I did play 120 I, I, hours, though. That might have impacted it a bit. I, well, and I mean, like, along that, like, I don't usually put that much time to a game that quickly and the amount of time we put into that game that quickly was was pretty substantial especially how dry the year's been and um i don't know it just i i'm curious if at that stage in the game it scales for uh quantity of players as opposed to um quality of villain but um i don't know it it, it just got to a point where it just felt a little bit tricky to uh it just felt a little bit tricky to to dive back in and have it feel like it was a substantial enough progression. So, yeah, I also um, feel like I, every session we did, Ben, was quite strenuous. Like, everything was like, oh, God, it was, like, tense and anxiety-inducing. And we kind of, I don't know, the game slips away from its more relaxed intro. and It, it challenges like, us. Yeah, like, everything post-Swamp gets, like, very... Oh, it's just like it's a lot. You got to prepare so much stuff for every trip. If you die, it's extremely significant. Like the biomes start doing just environmental damage as soon as you step into them. So when you die and lose your stuff, you got to make sure your potions left at camp so that you can pop an anti-freeze potion or whatever. It, just, it gets harder as it goes on, which makes sense. But the yeah. best thing about Valheim for me at the beginning is it has this balance of like really relaxed and chilled gameplay with friends where you're building your settlement. And then you kind of mix in this uh, strenuous, difficult, uh, you know, expeditions. And it kind of felt like we were just mostly done with our little settlement. And we were just doing the stressful expeditions. And, like, the pacing got a little bit... Uh, I don't know. It just didn't flow as well near the end, I think. Yeah. The level of stress that um, that percolated towards the later game like, oh. is, is just, it's, it's just not in line with experiences that I, that I want. Oh, which yeah, is man. hard because the game... The game is so good in so many aspects that having it get to that point feels right because riding the momentum of the entire game and getting to that fourth wave is like, yeah, the game is going to peak in difficulty and obviously expect more of you, but it's like, you're, I don't know, it is up to you to take your own downtime in a game like that, yeah. but it's it can be hard to get the incentive to when, I don't know, you kind of want to get to the end. and mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I kind of just... I kind of just got to my own end, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the game, the game's dev progresses, and I know they have a lot of plans for it, and obviously a lot of capital to get those plans done. So yeah, there's no rush. I don't man. know. We can get back to it like halfway into the year if we need to, and and hopefully by then the game hits some sales, more people get it. We either can start fresh or start in a way that's accessible to get more people in on what we're doing. And, well, there's an expansion yeah, or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think um, also a big problem for me is uh, I kind of hit what are called the optimization wall. Um, I really went mad with the base building. That was kind of my drive for most of my playtime in that game. And my base has got to the point where it makes my game run at like 25 to 30 frames because there's so much shit going on. I've affected like, I've terraformed the geometry, which I think is all like saved and calculated. I built oh, an entire like trough. Uh, moat whatever you want to call it with spikes and a wall around the entire thing and my base runs like shit on my 3080 so <laughs> yeah i'm i'm just kind of waiting for that game to be a little bit more optimized because it's hard playing like any pc game and then going back into valheim and you load into the world and it's like 25 frames it's a bit like oof for sure i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm surprised just to see 
the screenshots that come out of the main Twitter account, I'm like, how how are people like how are people maneuvering around those spaces? I think they're probably because like some of the, me, some and they're the just like dealing with 20 frames, right? They have to be. Yeah, some of the spaces that they show, uh, some of the spaces that they show are pretty remarkable. Yeah, but it is, you know, it's it's early access, like early early access. Mm-hmm. It literally just came out in early access and hasn't really had a big update since. So, you know, just like Deep Rock Galactic, just sit on it for like a year or so and just see what's next. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jameson, we'll move on. <laughs> Finally, they've stopped talking about that stupid game. Oh Valheim's awesome. Eat now my Now we can talk about real games. Good games. Yeah, sure. I'll go next and I'll talk about indie yeah. games. Happy Hell birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Uh, I'm going to go next because um, Jameson has a game that he's going to talk about, which I'm really excited about, and I want it to be at the end. And right. Okay, I don't know. I, okay, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want, I want to know what you think of it. Yeah. Um, I haven't really played a lot, so this won't be too long. Um, maybe the weirdest game experience of the year for me is I finished Loop Hero. Oh, oh why? I wow. Um... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was like 34 right hours to beat that game, by the what? way. What? Yeah. So I don't... Wait. I, I, I must like this game because I, I didn't stop playing it. But I, huh. but I still haven't really changed my opinion since the last podcast where I said it's kind of boring. But... Uh, hmm. Huh. It's, um, it's just was so... Was it good? Yeah, it's interesting. It's, I, I think it's a really unique game, and I I do like the progression. I think it's just so easy to play that during the like small amount of burnout I had over this past month, it you barely even have to look at the screen. Like I didn't even put on my main <laughs> yeah. monitor. I'd be like watching something on Netflix or a Twitch stream. And I will just be grinding away at certain materials in Loop Hero. Then all of a sudden, I kind of snowballed into being into the end game, and then I just beat it. I found like a really yeah. ridiculous build where you get the rogue, and you just put down like a certain order of trees and rivers, and then your attack speed is like plus three hundred percent, and you just kind of break the game. And I just thought it was really fun. I actually had more fun in the second half of that game than I did in the first half of that game. But also, I, it's still boring to play. Like it just is. <laughs> but it's it's like barely you barely play the game. You're not even doing anything really. You're just like dragging and dropping stuff. So I don't even know if it counts as like a video game. It's more like this idle cookie clicker thing, which is on the. It's more like an app, which is on your computer. Yeah. And it, it was just there, and it was just nothing. It took no brain power, no energy. And yeah, I just let my little guy run around his loop collecting stuff, and then now I've beaten it. So, yeah, that's a it was it was a weird one for sure. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, but it's like a map builder, the game. But I don't think it's a bad game. I definitely think it's cool, and I I I like it. But it it is boring. It definitely is boring. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I beat Loop Hero. I, I I like it. I think I must do. I must do. Um, Risk of Rain 2 had a new hero come out, whatever you want to call it, whatever that characters are called, which was fun. Ow. Right. But first update, yeah, I'm moving on from Loop Hero. I don't know what to say about it. I it's no. you should try it if it's like on Game Pass ever. It's it's interesting. But whatever. No. It's okay. Uh, yeah, Risk of Rain 2 <laughs> had a new update, new character called the Bandit. He's pretty cool. 
He's a cool character. He took like quite a few hours to t to learn how he like works and flows. He has an interesting power where if you kill an enemy with an attack, it resets the cooldown on all your abilities, so you can get into this strange flow state. We like kill an enemy, you can expel all your abilities, kill an enemy, expel all your abilities, and kind of like infinitely use all your powers that if you get good. into a throw. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a really weird one to use because he has a close-up sword, but also a long-range revolver. Uh, but it's cool. He's, he's not easy to use. He takes practice, but I think he's a, a good addition to the roster. Nice to go back to Risk of Rain 2. Uh, looking forward to this year. They have like a proper roadmap of uh, like big <laughs> yeah, paid was, expansions, which I'm looking forward to. I was thinking about like finally giving that game time, and then I made the mistake of looking at their latest like blog post on Steam, yeah. and it was like the, the the anniversary update is coming out in a few weeks, and it's gonna do this, and then later this year we're doing this and this and this, and I was like, I <laughs> guess I'll just keep waiting. <laughs> well, that's a paid expansion, so it's optional. You know, you can uh, stick to vanilla. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also played ten hours of the PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I've just waited, you know, because I heard it had a, a rough launch, and I also haven't yeah. really been in the mood for, like, the open-world format. Uh, and I would say that that feeling is still there. After 10 hours mm -hmm. of the game, I'm still, like, not feeling like going around the map and doing all the side stuff. I'm, like, looking all, all the mm -hmm. um, cauldrons, uh, all these side quests are popping up, the trials, the hunting trials, and I'm just like, ah... I don't know if yeah. it's a phase or if I'm just completely over this old open-world Ubisoft formats. Again, Ghost of Tsushima, I felt the same way. I still haven't gone back to I'll Miles be curious Morales. How I just, Horizon, yeah. how you feel with Horizon 2. Mm. Yeah, because I'm hoping that their well, format also we don't know. Yeah, is a little yeah. bit more interesting. I'm still like not against some elements of this format. Uh, God of War is the mm -hmm. best example where it really faintly sprinkles in side quests and a few things off the beaten track. Yeah. And that really works for me. Like you hardly even, that game hardly even feels like an open world, even though it, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. But I don't have much to say about it, except that it's landing better on a second uh, playthrough than I thought it would. Um, right. Especially with the story. I thought mm -hmm. that maybe Horizon wouldn't be as fun without the revelations. And it probably won't be as fun without the revelations. But, you know, four years away from the game has made, you know, the finer details of the world fade away from my memory. And it's just good shit. Uh, I assume mm -hmm. it'll be the same as Mass Effect, even though I know, like, the ma major beats of that journey. I've forgotten about, you know, the lore and the different species. And same thing with Horizon. I'd forgotten, like, how the modern tribe lives and the different factions and religions and the sun king all the you know all the cool nitty-gritty details so i've been enjoying that uh the game runs surprisingly well i think when i messaged you jameson i was saying that it was a bit all over the place yeah those numbers you sent sounded a little low they were i don't know if it was yeah. just like the beginning area or i was just lying <laughs> Honestly, right. <laughs> because because it, it should be more like like ninety FPS. Or, it's or more. it's more. Yeah. It's surprisingly consistent. Yeah. It is a bit random. Like you, I have like hundred twenty mm -hmm. frames in like this wide vista, and I'm like, holy shit, this is yeah. so impressive. And then it will drop and down like in a cool seventy or eighty sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit all over the place, but where it matters, and the majority of the time, it runs really well. Um, yeah, they got it. Up. They they improved that port really well it definitely takes a little while to get used to on the mouse and keyboard just because 
Uh, I don't know if there's any auto-aim on the controller, but, like, the sporadic movement of the robots, yeah. like, there'll be times where, you're, like, you're sure you shot a watcher in the eye, but it, like, just hits the yes. side of his lens. So I'm still, like, yeah. fine-tuning uh, the aiming in that game, but it feels great. Uh, it looks amazing on PC, obviously. Oh. Like, the first, um, what, what are the long legs? What, what are they called? Tall, tall neck. Tall neck. The first time I did the tall neck was... Like yeah. again, it's like a magical, magical moment. Yeah. Even though I went through it on the PS4, it's like doing it all over again. Like the the way they just naturally have that, and like that first little uh, like rundown city environment, and you naturally come across it, and you can like hear the vibrations in the ground. Oh my god, it's just such an amazing mm. moment in video games. I love, I love Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that world is yeah. so cool. Uh, I just wish the story moved a bit faster in the beginning. It's it's slower than I remember for the first opening hours. It feels like nothing really yeah, happens like until the, you get the, to... The whole, like, what's the city called? The main city? Uh, Meridian. Meridian. It feels like nothing yeah. happens until you get there. Yeah, and the long like trial you go through is... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first like three or four hours are, are slow. Because I really want to revisit the story. Because, you know, I've, I've forgotten, you know, the minor details. The stuff in the middle before yeah. the end. But, uh, yeah. It's now a good port. Um, the open world format is kind of slowing me down a little bit. And not making me as thirsty to go back. Uh, but there's so many good parts of that game that I will definitely keep chipping away at it. Uh, yeah. Good game. Look for I'll be cur- Yeah, I'll be very curious to see what they do with two. Yeah. Which I have to imagine we'll be seeing that pretty soon. You know, we're getting pretty close to E3 season here and that game, I mean, we're getting pretty close to that game having it been, having been a year since they announced oh, yeah. that game. So if they want to ship it this year, they're going to have to show it soon. So I don't, uh, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be very curious. I don't think I'm going to end up doing a very um, do. thorough playthrough. I don't think I'm going to do Frozen yeah. Wilds. Probably not most of the side stuff. Uh, that was just... how, that's how I've done. Like I've never gone and done a like a hundred percent playthrough of that game. It's just beeline it, do the story stuff, do a couple of side mm-hmm. things uh, to level up a bit more. But yeah, the side content is probably the thing in that game that they can improve the most yeah. on, especially the side quests also like the side quests are all just kind of, eh, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got sick of hearing Aloy's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but apart oh. from that, um, I play two new indie oh. games. Uh-oh. Both of them, one of them were on um, Game Pass. Hmm. Uh, one of them I thought was really, really cool. Uh, and one of them I thought was shit. Okay. <laughs> Name them both. I think, I, I think let's I, try and guess. So, I think I know how this is going to go. So Ben already knows. Ben already okay, knows. He's okay. been spoiled because I told him to play one, which he didn't. Okay. I have not bastard. yet. I have not yet. I've been waiting for the right mood, but yeah. What are the two games? Okay. I want to guess which one is good and bad. One of them is called Genesis Noir. Okay. One of them is called Naruto Boy. Okay, well, Naruto Boy is the one that everyone liked, so... Mm-hmm. So... I presume you hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Naruto, Naruto Boy doesn't look very good. So, I think the art of Naruto Boy is really cool. Um, but unfortunately... Every indie game kind of looks cool nowadays. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The best like artists in the industry are in the indie market. And the thing, I think we talked about it, like watching the PC gamer shows and, you know, Jeff Keighley's 19 million hour indie mm-hmm. showcase is the problem with indie games is they all look good. 
Like they have like just the best artists. They all look sleek and stylish and bright and interesting. And Naruto Boy is no exception. This game looks incredible. But the it's just like jumping around and just like slashing stuff with a sword. And it's it's one of those indie games which I try to avoid because I do find like the indie market can be like a trap. It's like a fucking gameplay trap where they, they like they <laughs> they seduce you with these visuals like, ooh, come on in, look how shiny this game yeah, is. Yeah, I mean Narita Boy has a great oh look, my God. just looking at the screenshot. It's got a cool yeah. style and personality as well. But Again, with the indie market, just sometimes the gameplay is just lacking. And 2021's been, for me, a strong year of good indie games uh, from a gameplay perspective. Uh, and even with Loop Hero, which I said was boring, at least it's, like, interesting. That's why I played a lot of it. And, hmm. yeah, Narita Boy is not interesting to play. It's just, like, you slash stuff with a sword and jump around. And I played it for an hour, and I deleted it. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Onto a Tremendous. game which I think is really fucking cool, which I heard no one talk about. Is, uh, this game looks cool. Genesis Noir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Genesis Noir is, I think the best way to describe it is the best dream ever made. Uh, dream, the context of dream being the PlayStation media molecule, media molecule, tongue-tied that, uh, right. content creation game. If you don't know what it is, uh, I've just made a really annoying reference, which will confuse people, but you two <laughs> know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Genesis Noir is like a artistic visual journey with gameplay vignette gimmicks going on. Uh, the, I think the best thing to compare it to was the gameplay of, um, I was going to say The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Um, the uh, Jameson, save me. The, I don't know. What, what, not the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Give me something to work with. Uh, the, uh, what remains of Edith Finch? What remains of Edith Th- okay, Finch. Right. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I ben always no get those names mixed up in my brain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one to describe because it's abstract. But the game is about an assassination. You are a detective. Um, yeah. Someone is shooting a big bang at a god... So, oh yeah so you dive into okay. the big bang because time stops <laughs> and you're going into the big bang uh into these individual vignette levels uh and every level is based around a different stage of the universe so like the first level is this kind of cool vignette about <laughs> the first cells being produced on earth and like you have like these little mini games where i was playing on mouse and keyboard and you're like, you're like grabbing and moving cells around. You're like popping the little uh, midi-chlorian shit. That's Star Wars. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Mitochondria? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, and then by the end of the game, uh, you are like building a, I think it's called like a Dyson sphere around a sun to harness yeah. the full energy of, you know, your star for a future civilization um it's fucking cool man it's really yeah, hard just looking at the pictures on steam i'm like i want to play this yes. like uh, the 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 description is a noir adventure spanning time and spaces i'm in that like, that's, that's a it. more that's concise and better description than my one was i will say when a when a love triangle between cosmic beings becomes a bitter confrontation i'm like okay i'm in yeah yep it's um it's hard to describe in an audio format because it's a very visual yeah. game it's very psychedelic um, but it also gives you enough to do where it doesn't feel like you're watching something happen. 
the gameplay right. gimmicks are it's very easy you're just like using the mouse to move things around it's very minor puzzles um mm. but it never feels like you're not doing nothing wait it never feels like you're doing nothing there you go i got that right it's Hell just yeah. it's just enough where like you're having a fun little time while looking at these stunning visuals and there's just great art uh and like i said with the indie market it's so common to say something has good art but yeah. it's actually used in a way which is uh just really enticing uh again but it also looks like unique like yeah. narita boy like it looks like other games mm-hmm. whereas this is like oh my god this is like striking mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, don't think, cool. I think if I keep blabbing on, I'm not going to make any more progress with describing it because it's very strange. Um, but I think it's visually amazing. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's where that's where I'm going to leave it. It's, it's on Xbox yep. Game Pass. I played it across one day because I just like, couldn't put <laughs> it down. I think it was five to six hours. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, you should play on Xbox Game Pass. If you're, if you like yeah. Dreams, you should absolutely play it. Um, but I'm yeah. like, I've been trying to explain it for people who don't have the context of this type of game, and I don't know if I can do it. Maybe I should have prepared right. like a little paragraph. But it's just fun, <laughs> abstract art with gameplay gimmicks, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, and if you enjoy like a little bit of sci-fi, it has, you know, it has some cool moments. You play as like a tribal woman, and you play as like a futuristic person. And you learn about how life evolved from a volcanic pool. And, you know, it crawled out of that from using the acids and the... Anyway, it's good. <laughs> I'll stop. Amazing. It's, I'm, like, determined to try and, uh, like, cohesively do describe it, and it's not going to happen. No. It's cool. Yeah. It's a very cool game. Yeah. And it's yeah. uh, my yeah, favorite I game I played recently, honestly. Nice. Yeah, that is, that cool. is it. That's my little list for this podcast. Look forward to giving it a go soon. I think you'd really like it, Ben. Mm. I think Jameson will like it as well. It's very cool. I, I've heard yeah, no one talk about cool. it. Interestingly, no, me neither. Yeah, I'm glad it's on. P- I'm glad it made it to PC Game Pass too. Like to have both of them lost. It is the perfect games. Game Pass game. It mm. might be my favorite Game Pass game of all time because it is hard oh. to sell someone on yeah. an art piece. You know, for six yep. hours. And, yeah, and, yeah. And at that length too, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask. For. It feels really meaty because it does move. Right. It's good. It's probably like the best game of that format since Kentucky Route Zero, if you know what I mean by that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah, I've had like a burnout type of month. I haven't really played much. Genesis Noir Naruto Boy was like four weeks ago. So I just like, I've, I've barely been like playing stuff, honestly. Wow. It's been a dry season for me. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's dry okay season. to do that every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Dry season. Because games are coming out soon, so. Um... I did play a couple things, yes. Um, I, I will just quickly say I ha- I haven't played much of it, but I will play more of it at some point. Um, I have played like two hours of Luigi's Mansion 3 hmm. on Ayo. the Nintendo Switch Pro development kit that I have on my PC. Yes, I've heard <laughs> wink, about this. Wink, wink, wink. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> um, and uh, that works really well. It's it's um, Yeah, that game, I'm glad I... Paid very little for it, if you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> yep, for sure. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Does, uh, does it's, 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 I mean, I just got Gooigi, so it's like only just like opened up, right? Just popping um, off, yeah. I would say my biggest problem with it is just it controls kind of weird. Like the, uh, the 360 degree rotation on Luigi mm-hmm. uh, is like the wrong way for me in my brain. 
Right. So I need to, I need to, next time I play it, I need to like use my <clears throat> Nintendo Switch Pro controller <clears throat> to, and like invert the, the stick or something. It was weird. Like I, I, I figured out what it was. I had, Luigi was looking at the camera and I, I pushed the, the right stick, which is the rotation stick, push it left to get him to turn left. Right. But he doesn't. He does a full 270 degree turn to his right to start facing left. And that was, I, was, hmm. I realized, I was like, oh, okay. that's weird. That's that's what's messing my brain up. Anyways, not bought, not worth talking about except to say that it was really easy to get going. And it runs perfectly. Hell yeah. Aside from a little stutter when you open, like when you transition between rooms. But it, it, it never, you know, it's just like a load, a load hitch basically. And uh, it runs at 4K and at 60 FPS. And that's pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, uh, nice. And there's, it's nice having access to a few other... Uh, B tier Nintendo games should I have the itch for them over the coming months mm-hmm. um, the only two things I wanted to talk about I'll save the big one for the last which I um, the next one was I replayed Doom Eternal before I moved and so I because I, the final DLC had come out and I had bounced off the first DLC because I was shit at the game because it had come out like seven months after me playing the game and right. I just didn't put enough time into uh, getting back into the swing of things and also my setup at the time with my monitors was sort of weird and uh, anyways um so i replayed i bombed through the main campaign of doom eternal just by just replaying uh like from level select so i have all the upgrades and everything and it was just like pure combat so mm-hmm. it was like seven hours six hours of just it's just combat no exploration or anything which uh is maybe a little it's a that's a it's a lot of combat it, but like in a good way it, but it's just like it's like six and a half hours of just non-stop shooting guys uh yeah. and it was it was it was like whoo um and then i played through the two dlcs for that game mm-hmm. and uh mm. after doing all of that seeing all i think it's now 19 levels in doom eternal with the two dlcs because it's three levels in each dlc seeing all of that doing it all in a close like over the span of I don't know, three days, four days, <laughs> it was a feverish three or four days of replaying Doom and doing those DLCs. Uh, it really cemented uh, that game as like the best first-person shooter ever made and the best game of last year. Oh, wait, wait, and, wait, wait, and the like one of like five other first-person shooters that are like. I need to replay this game like every 10 months or so, you know, like, or every 18 months or something like that. Uh, Some pretty bold uh, yeah. statements for sure. I think Hades was the game of the year for me at, for 2020 when we recorded. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the game. That was the perfect game for the, for that. For the year. second half of 2020. A hundred percent. Like it occupied a lot of time. It was pleasant. And, and, but I think this is one of those things where it's like, as, you know, disconnected from the state of minds in 2020, I would now say Doom Eternal is the game from 2020 that I like the most, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hell yeah. Having, having sort of revisited to it, uh, because holy fucking shit, that game is so good. It is. Um, it's definitely better than Hades. And I mean, it's I, like not even close, honestly. I mean, I said that last year and I knew that last year also, yeah. but like the, the, the DLCs added a lot to it as well, I thought. Nice. I think the first DLC is, like, relentless in a way that is really awesome. Um, I And I really like. It's just, 
the combat encounters in the first DLC are so fucked up. And, (laughs) but getting to them when you're at your, when you going into them and you're at like peak. And, and also what happened with this replay is like, I was able to carry over knowledge from the past. So I was, I was so much better at the game the second time through Mm -hmm. as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I rebound all my controls to make for quick swapping weapons even easier, um, and so by the time I get to the Doom Eternal, the first DLC, and it's like here's a totem buffed Marauder that you have to fight in this like four by four square foot room. I was like, okay, I'm let's fucking go, like hmm. let's do it. I, I and uh, and it that whole first DLC is just ridiculously hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it felt incredible to conquer that uh, with relative ease. Like, I was able to look at it and be like, oh, this is extremely fucked up. And then beat it, you know, without without too much of a sweat. And, um, and then the second DLC is more of a, like, sort of big... It's more of a, like, cinematic finale type DLC. Uh, but still really good. Three good levels in there. Uh, some some good fun encounters. There's a couple of new enemies that aren't the most interesting. They just don't do as much with them, but that's okay. Um, the final level is very good, mm-hmm. uh, like very good, um, especially aesthetically. It's a neat environment, and they go for it in that DLC. There's a lot of they just the the environmental variety across that whole game now is really crazy, mm-hmm. especially because Doom 2016 it was just corridors. And, and science hallways and hell, you know, and mm. it's crazy how much better Doom Eternal is than 2016. Like it's it's that it makes Doom Eternal makes 2016 like the most boring fucking slog ever mm. in comparison, and it's <sighs> wild Dang. that they and that's amazing because Doom 2016 is still an incredible game, but like Eternal is so much better uh, <laughs> in terms of playing, and yeah. Revisiting that and doing the two DLCs uh, definitely cemented some things uh, for me on how I felt about that game, which is that it's the best. (laughs) It's the best shit ever. Uh, And when I was done with it, I was like, I was sort of sad that I had to move because I kind of wanted to immediately play it all again, but on the hardest difficulty. Is that the one we die permanently? No, 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 no. I I can't do that. Okay. But like nightmare, you know. Sure. Uh, Ultra nightmare is if you die, you restart. And I I can't be bothered yeah, to do that. Yeah. But mm. I accidentally replayed like the first four levels on nightmare. I didn't realize my game was set to nightmare, and it was like, ooh, this is kind of hard. Like I, this is harder than I remember Doom Eternal being. Because and that was like as I was relearning to play the game, uh, and then I I bumped it back down to ultra violence for the rest. But I, yeah, be, being able to like re- build your skill up. And build on top of your prior skill and continue that yeah. made me understand why, like they said recently, like Eternal has uh, blown 2016 out of the water in terms of player uh, count, player, like the amount that the amount of time players are spending with the game over a long period of time. Like people keep playing Doom Eternal mm, yeah. and they're sticking with it. And that I understood why because it's like there there is an almost infinite skill ceiling in that game. I think I said um, that I enjoyed my uh, replay more than my original playthrough. You did, yes, yeah, and I hadn't replayed it. Um, I, I, yeah. So this, I, I enjoyed the replay more than the first time, yeah, mm-hmm. because you, you get so much better at oh, it, yeah. and 
and I have and like being able to now master the hot swap and just be like the Marauder is here, haha, <laughs> it's dead now. Next uh, is extremely satisfying and just the figuring out like the best possible damage output and it's that game is some crazy shit and they keep refining it as well. Like they've the second DLC added um, some a few nice quality of life changes to the whole game. Like when you stun a Marauder. It has a plays a good sound effect, and there's like little like stars circling his head when he's stunned <laughs> to like visually tell you like mm. attack, 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 um, and a few things like that. And they they keep they've said like this year they're going to add more master levels, which are like the remixed um, remixes of the the levels that are extra extra fucked up. Uh, they have teased there might be like a horde mode that they're going to put out or, or something. Mm. They're going to do more stuff with Doom Eternal this year. It's not going to be, you know, campaign DLCs, but they're they're continuing to refine that game. And, and it is a better game now than it was a year ago just because of like small uh, quality of life changes that you probably wouldn't even notice. But unless you went back and played like the launch day version of Doom Eternal from a year ago. Uh, yeah, that game. Woo! It's so fucking good. Oh my god. Um and all the people that say the DLCs are bad, um they say that because they suck at the game. Like they're just bad. Like sorry to, you know. If you if you're some like boomer game journalist picking up your Xbox controller and jumping into the first or second DLC after not playing Doom Eternal for a year, um yeah, it probably does suck. Yeah. <laughs> Because you would you die said. on the first encounter. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. yeah, I, I didn't yeah. have I didn't have fun with it the first time because I was shit at it. And then the second time through, that first level, which is what I got I bounced off of. I mean, I I struggled through that first DLC level and then gave up. And uh or I did I I just knew that, you know, I needed to refresh my skills at it. And that first DLC level with your maxed out skills uh is a ton of fun because it you have to use your movement abilities like never before because the the like that the the corridors in that level are so narrow mm-hmm. uh there's nowhere to move except vertically with mm-hmm. your grapple hook and momentum and some monkey bars you know uh and yeah anyways they really fucking know how to make a game over there and I also enjoyed watching a few streams of Hugo Martin who's the game director he's been slowly playing through that whole game um, on Nightmare with a controller <laughs> and talking about like design on all that games and things that they still want to improve and and they just have he and that team just like so completely get it mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is is really cool and I am fascinated to see what they do next I don't know what the next id software game is yeah. uh, they it might be more doom I don't know whatever it is will be really interesting because they've said like doom 2016 was its own thing we did it really well. Eternal was its own thing. We did it really well. Whatever is next is not going to be more of Eternal in the same way that mm. Eternal was not more of 2016. Mm. So I don't know what their goals will be for their yeah. next game. Could you could you even gonna... like evolve on it more? I feel like if you added no, even I think more... that's and that's what he was that's what he was saying on the streams. He's like, I don't know how we improve and and like keep carrying this forward yeah. into another game because he felt like they nailed it in this game which they did eternal has like uh, the max amount of components that the human brain can juggle as well yes unless you yeah, change yeah. them out but it would just feel like eternal with different things 
Yeah. So I yeah, it'll be really curious to see what they do next. The, um, the I, only the I, only step forward is rhythm game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I think they could. I would like to see them do something completely new, like do a new IP yeah, or, or revisit something other than Doom. Even though, just mainly just because Doom, it feels like we're good. Yeah, they, they like, did it. 2016 is this great linear action campaign and Eternal is like the most insanely demanding, you know, first person character action game ever made. And and that's a great pairing. So move on to something else now Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, It'll be really, really interesting to see what they do. Um, It's hard to say how they yeah, which direction they go in after this. Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be very curious. Um, and then yeah, the uh, the other game which I started, I bought it because uh, it was on sale right when I was moving, and I was like, well, I have a week where I have nothing to do except like sit on a couch and wait until I can move into my new place. Um, and so I bought Thirteen Sentinels. He just <laughs> holy <ran. laughs> shit, and uh, played like. Over that week, I think I played, I don't know, maybe seven or eight hours of it via wow. remote play in nice. like really short sessions. Yeah, um, I've heard that's actually a good way to play it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it It's formatted well for that, um, yep. and remote play works well. I mean, you know, I'll never use it again probably, but it, it, it worked well for that specific situation, Yep, which was cool. Um, and then I have continued to play that game um and i it it was i am uh getting close to finishing it uh i am at 30 hours i'm at like 85 percent on remembrance joe um it was slow going for a long while because a because the game is structured in a way that it makes it very easy to play for 15 minutes and then put down because you're playing either these very straightforward um sort of tower defense strategy segments which are super easy and they last maybe 5 minutes <laughs> or you're doing a remembrance which is a good japanese weird term for you are playing you're playing the story the visual novel story <laughs> um and those are segmented into the 13 protagonists and each one is like 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. It's basically like a little chapter um, of their story. And Mm -hmm. then you play the next chapter. And so it's really easy to play for like 15, 20 minutes and then come back. And that worked well early on, especially over remote play, because uh, I think if you played that game for too long, you would, everything would spill out your ears. Like, (laughs) yes, yes. And, and <laughs> it, so it took me, I, it was about 20 hours of playing for 15 to 45 minutes every day before I was like comfortable playing more than an hour at, at once. But even mm. now I'm still like, after an hour, I'm like, I got to stop. <laughs> uh, I got to stop and walk away for a day and like process. Um, and it also took about 20 hours for me to get a grip on just like keeping track of the characters because one thing that I've always struggled with, I mean, I always have this is names. I'm not good with names. I'm not good with names in movies. 
Um, English language movies, like I, I don't remember people's names from movies at all. And then when it's a foreign film, we'll we'll stay in the realm of film here. It's it's tough. Yes. Uh, because they're you know, and especially Asian naming structurally is very different from from Western. Yeah. Naming. Don't they don't they like, just say the surname of people? I can, I can never figure well, it out because like there would be yeah, characters so, called like Megumi. Or Meg, Meg yeah. on it, whatever. Megami. But then they, yeah. They well, would uh, let me get there. Else. Let me get there. Just, just yeah, I'll get there. Because uh, so like in Korean films, you know, everyone they a lot of names there are sort of like three, three, uh, three different names, and they're like if you're there, if they're anglicized here, we say them like the last name first, and then their first name. And anyway, so it's always hard to follow mm-hmm. names in foreign co- language content, especially from Korea or Japan. And then this is like that times a thousand because there are 13 main protagonists, but then there are probably like 50 fucking characters in this game, uh, all of whom are interconnected with each other. In some, in many cases, they are the characters. One character with this name is actually this other character from a different time. <laughs> <laughs> and and then yes and then on top of all that it's japan so everything a lot of it is last names only hmm. everything has honorifics applied to it which is uh kun chan senpai um senpai right. san and yep. and and those honorifics change based on who is talking to whom mm-hmm. yeah. because A-Kun, yeah San is respectful to someone that's a little older than you, but is still in like your sort of realm. But so, and then senpai is for the people that are older, you know, sort of the elder, quote unquote. But that, that in this, it's all high school. So that would be like the person who is like Goto senpai. Goto is a year two student. And so all the year one students call him Goto senpai. Mm-hmm. But in the other characters that are, older than he is they just call him goto or some characters call him goto san and some characters have nicknames like tomi tomi kisaragi her nickname <laughs> is usami chan or usami and then chan is a sort of friendlier female yes same tier honorific so everyone calls her usami chan and um the game does a good job of explaining like when there is a nickname or when the honorifics are applied the, the game does have it has um, the longest list ever, <laughs> an index yeah. of the longest list ever that is always growing. Every time it's like five new mystery files have been added and it's got text entries that are updated that explain who the characters are, what's going on. And they also do a good job of explaining, which is I'm sure part of the localization process. It was very, I appreciate them doing this where they explain the honorifics, why they're changing what why Tomi Kisaragi's nickname is Usami and it's because you know Tomi in Japanese in kanji sounds like uh the word for and Kisa is is rabbit and so it's a blah 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 blah, blah and it means Usami-chan and you're like okay sure I, uh whatever um and so all of that is applied to so yeah, all these complicated Japanese nomenclature things of people and culture are hard to process by default because they're very different from how we are. 
And then all of that is applied to the most butt-fuckingly <laughs> crazy fucking nightmare nonsense sci-fi story ever written. <laughs> of like, oh, here's uh, Morimura. Morimura is also this character. And Morimura is also this character. And oh, also there's an 11, a six-year-old clone of her who has all of her memories implanted. So it's just a six-year-old version of this 30-year-old nurse lady who's from the future's past and is in charge of acquiring them all and and is also trying to do something else when she's older and younger than herself in this one part of the story and that happens constantly with every fucking character for 40 hours yeah and it's exhausting yeah it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the people that made this game are fucking crazy. That's exactly what Joe said. Yeah. I think what I love about everything you just said is that it it means uh, heads or tails to me as far as spoilers go. Like I, I don't, I doesn't like doesn't matter. yeah. And so what's been nice is now it took twenty hours for me to I now f- I know all the the main characters by name, <laughs> the the protagonists. Right. And then a few of the other, like I know Morimura is not a protagonist, but you know, she, okay, I know who she is in, in her like five different forms. I know who she is when they say her, even though when they say her name, they don't specify, are they talking about six year old or 2025 20, year lady or nurse lady? Uh, but after the 20 hours, it's like, okay, I can finally, you got to read the index a start. lot and just like sit down, I'm, just mm. study. Yeah, well, what I do is when they mention someone, you can just open it up at right there and be like, Ida, uh, or yeah, Tetsuya Ida is on his way. I'm like, who the fuck is Tetsuya? Okay, go to the mystery file, scroll, 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 scroll. Tetsuya Ida, okay. Tetsuya Ida, and then Tetsuya Ida 2025. I'm like, well, I don't know which version they're talking about, so I'll just read both of those, and then it becomes apparent which version they're talking about, and... Uh, and also around the 20 hour mark is when you start to understand more so what's going on mm-hmm. because it's more, well, at least for Don't me, that's the case. Stuff. I think th- they lock things behind. So like you're progressing Tomi Kisaragi's storyline and you get to like 70% and then it gets locked and you can't progress until you've progressed someone else's story to a certain point. So I think it probably plays out relatively similar yeah, sure. in how in when you start to realize some things but also your the order that you play through everything is completely different from the order that I play through mm-hmm. everything mhm except on the on the micro scale yes. but on the macro scale i think it's all more or less the you know yeah. content locked you need to know um, x and y smartly. to understand z so they kind of like Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. But it was around the 20 hour mark where I, some major things happened. Like I I had not played Shu Amaguchi's story at all, who is the like rich kid um, that figures out sort of the, the like breadth of the city, let's say, Joe. Um, And I didn't, I don't know, I'm sure that that revelation would have been locked, um, but I happened to be able to just bomb through it all and up to like 80% on his story and there were some fucking bombshells in there. Oh yeah. And mm. and and you start and I started it's interesting. I had some ideas early on that was like it would be fun if Yes, me too. This wasn't what it seemed. Nothing. And it's what it seems. 
And I specifically had a few hopes of like, I hope that it's actually this. And it is. Yes. It's, I think it is starting to be, I'm starting to get a pretty good understanding of what's going on with, let's say, the sectors, <laughs> the different sectors, um, the timeline, quote unquote, yeah. um, the uh, different realities let's say because that's how they presented early on as multiple realities um and uh the different how everyone fits together the dimo stuff um, it's very yeah it's all starting it's all starting to form a a semi-coherent picture of this is some truly crazy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's been it's been very entertaining to go through. Uh, it's I think they do a good job. There's also some I also discovered like around the 18, 16, 18 hour mark, some good quality of life stuff that just makes it faster to get through some of the slower parts. Mm-hmm. So like they have a really nice feature that lets you adjust how much time there is between each line of dialogue that's read, um, which is honestly really nice because it's defaulted to 0.8 seconds, mm. which results in rather a long delay between each line of dialogue like that, you know, and so you, and you can adjust that down and get it flowing much faster, which I liked. Um, I discovered the run button at about the 17 hour oh, mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> um i discovered the fast forward button at about the 17 hour oh mark boy. as well oh boy which is handy for when you are trying to figure out why you have like multiple thought cloud thoughts that are green and you're re- going through them all yeah. and it's you've heard them 30 times before it's just um, nice to just revisit scenes and bomb through them yeah, I haven't actually done that yet, but a, I probably will. There's a couple will. that are like prompted really early, especially with like going back to yes. 2025, and like you only get context for that like 20 hours later. Yeah, yeah, and and the one part that I would say I don't like is there are and it, there are a few times, and it's I think it's only really been three times that it's come up, three or four times where you are put in a you you start playing start doing story stuff and you're put in like let's say you're put in the classroom and you have to pick certain things in a certain order to get the story to progress and then you're put back in that classroom and you have to do it differently to get the next part of the story and there's only really been three or four times where it's done that and each time i've had to look at a guide because it's that but i know what you mean i some of them are like talk to this person and use this cloud thought cloud thought on this person while you're facing in this direction and then you're able to flee to the cafeteria and it's like i i would never have figured that out i just found like trying Um, every option got me through pretty much everything in the game there are a couple of times yeah like i said it's only really been three three times it was and one of them was early on with the um you know, it's just like you're on the street with your friends and you want to go get food. Yes, I remember that like, specifically I've with done... the cat. And I was like, I don't know how to make this go forward. Yeah, and it's like, I've done this before. Like, what's what's going on here? Why are we having the exact same conversation again? And yeah, and then I had to look up a guide because it's like, stand in this exact spot 
And then you can use the thought cloud of cat food on the cat and it doesn't run away. I think they were um, trying to add some agency, but it just doesn't feel that necessary. It, yeah, because 90% of all the other stuff is super linear. Yeah. And you just, you just the only thing you can interact with progresses. And uh, so the three or four times where it's deviated from that, it's just sort of annoying. Um, and I would say the, the, um, the combat stuff, it, it's it's fine. It's just sort of like it's very simple yeah. and easy. Like I'm I've S ranked like every single combat encounter. Yeah. It was only the uh, penultimate level in the game which took me like oh, three shit, just a second. I need to, to take this phone call just a second. Okay. Oh yep. All good. So um <laughs> Hey Joe man. Hey. I'm glad somebody finally played Thirteen Sentinels with you, bud. Yeah, me too, man. I'm really holding out hope that it'll come to PC or uh, Xbox because I do want to try that. I do want to try that book. Uh, <laughs> that for book. Sure. <laughs> it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. I'm not sure if it's your thing. You got to be a madman to play 13 Sentinels. You got to be insane. That's kind of, that's why I want to get at it though. It's um, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's so and I. Much. I I am. I don't answer this, Joe, but I am. I am hoping and slash expecting that there is a little more story stuff after you've done all the remembrance for everyone. Um, it all comes together. I, yeah, I presume. I presume because like I've done. I've a hundred percented like eight of or nine of the thirteen characters, and you know if you scroll, if I scroll through the um, whatever they call it, the timeline, there's like fifty empty mark mm -hmm. empty spots still there oh, yeah. uh, specifically all of the stuff at the very bottom of the timeline so um i'll be i'll be very curious to see how it comes together there's still definitely i'm sure going to be a fuckload of crazy revelations yeah. i would say that um, the end is maybe a little bit too exposition heavy at times where it's just like here's right. what's happening here's sense. what's happening here's what's happening here's all what's honestly like, oh. though i'm i'm okay with that like i i will be happy to have just like Kojima show up and be like, re read this exposition for an hour and explain it all because it'll just be nice to to like sort it all out in my head because yeah. I, I I do have a pretty good idea. Um, I think the but yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. It's a journey that's for sure. It all comes and together I, I, very cleanly. That's good. I would that's say. good. It's a little bit nice. silly when you know the full story. Some of the logic falls apart a little bit. Especially like oh, the, well, the mean, Deimos, yeah. you're, you're kind of be like, uh, seems a bit silly, but then the game doesn't happen well, sure. without it. So, right, yeah, yeah, but that's okay. Like the whole game is a bit silly. Yeah. Also, uh, it's you know, I mean, early on you, there's a talking cat, and you know, there's <laughs> a man who's like orgasming while talking about his yakisoba pan. <gasps> oh my yakisoba pan angel! I love um, the obsession with food in like all Japanese games. I just oh yeah, it. it's it's great, it's great. Um, and oh my god, there's just so much there's going on. So but much. it is like largely incomprehensible for about twenty hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't start to like, like you, all the strings don't start to connect for quite a long time. For a very long it, time, it would probably yeah. frustrate and so sort of hard... some viewers. It's kind of like Lost, you know, the TV series yeah. where it's just so many unanswered questions for so long, and you're like, ugh. When are they going to start ticking some boxes instead of adding new ones? Uh, it, it At the same there. time, though, like they. They are turning things on their head like every six minutes so that it, it is sort of hard to get frustrated. I was more just like, oh, for God's sake, yeah. like every every five minutes uh, where it's just like 
this movie, like you think it's this type of movie, or we're stealing from this movie, it's time travel, or oh, it's clones, or and now it's Terminator, and then now it's this, and mm-hmm. this, and this, and this, and, this, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, and they, you know, I looked it up, and they, they, their last game was came out in 2013 from Vanillaware, and this one came out in 2019 in Japan, and then, you know, was localized, took a year, probably more than a year to localize it into English. Uh, and it makes sense. It makes sense that they spent, like, seven years making this game, because it's, it's fucking insane. Even though, you know, mechanically it's not complicated, there's not an enormous amount of art in it. You know, yeah. you're largely limited to, like, six or seven locations with multiple screens. I do, I do like the obviously. art in that game. I think the way it plays with yeah, like yeah, light nice. and like pencil drawings is quite nice. Yeah, and it's sort of pencil-y slash watercolor-y looking. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's um, a lot, a lot. I don't know. Joe and I will have to like, I don't know, uh, have a story spoiler chat about it or something because I don't feel like text... <laughs> It, it, my yeah. hands will just my fingers will fall yeah. off you know I, it'll just be like i said this to joe when when he played it uh there's a uh, there's a video game podcast i listened to that covered 13 sentinels and they have had an influx of new like a new community members exclusively based on their 13 sentinels episode because there's so little exposure around it like they've done they've covered it in their their weekly podcast and then they every month they'll do a, a spoiler uh fine attention episode of the podcast that specifies a certain game and they did 13 sentinels for it and uh-huh. it that episode alone draws so many people to the community because there's so little coverage about the game out there or so little people at least talking about the the narrative yeah, payoffs I'm, that go along with the game i'm surprised i saw people talking like i have heard about it i because it came out in japan first obviously yeah um and i had heard about it a little bit in 2019 like late 2019 early 2020 about like how good it was and how excited people were that it was getting localized and then I definitely saw people talking about it at the end of last year, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, with regards to how good it was. I know it was quite high on Giant Bomb's list and uh, several other, like, critic people that wrote lists. Like, it was on their list. And, you know, they said how insane the story was. But I haven't... But aside from that, it's like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, it's sort of a bummer because it's... Uh, <laughs> It's completely fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, man. Every sci-fi uh, fan should be into this thing. Yeah, because uh, because it is every sci-fi, all of it, yeah, all of the sci-fi once. is in here. Yes, all at the same time on top of each other, and uh, I'm very curious to see it wrapped up. And also, it's taken like the entire month. I started playing it on April first, and I will probably not get it finished until like Friday. Yeah, uh, well, it's a long it, game. It's yeah, yeah, and and again, you can I can only play it for like an hour at a time, and I can't play it if I'm tired. Oh no! Uh, because again, everything just falls out of my head. Like all the words they say are just like blah 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 blah. blah. They're they're gone. They're gone. Uh, yeah. I've forgotten everything they said. And even playing it co- like while coherent and awake in the mornings for an hour and paying as close attention as I can, it is still like an exhausting mental exercise to mm-hmm. keep up with. <laughs> Which is maybe a detriment. You know, I think. Writing a story that requires like a 400 long entry index and a like 7,000 entry long timeline is maybe a flaw, but it all is like it's acceptable when they are doing so much and it's seemingly all 
fits together in a way that is like nothing that's been done before. Mm. So that's, you know, it's, it's an acceptable level of nonsensicalness of chaos. Yeah. Because it, and it really does feel like chaos for the first, at least 10 hours. Oh yeah. Mm -mm. If not 20. (laughs) Cause there are so much happening and there's so many different versions of characters and there are so many revelations and yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Also, that one guy just loves his yakisoba bun and it makes me laugh every time he says oh, it. Oh, he loves it. <clears throat> cool. There's some good, there's some good characters in that game that, uh, the, and some very good voice acting. I think all the, the characters voice actor for the cat. Mm. Yeah, the voice actor for the cat really had a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, even though the cat is also, the cat is one of one version of like the same character that has like nine different versions, and it's oh my god. Anyways, we we should stop talking because I'm just it's hard <laughs> to not get into spoilers. There's a lot. Hell yeah. There's a lot in that game. Cool. Yeah. Very very cool. And that's it. The, by the, by the yeah, it, I'm sort of sad that it I wasn't I didn't have it wrapped up before this, but I'm mm. glad that I got well into revelations starting to happen territory before this because uh otherwise i would have just said like this game is ridiculous i don't know what's going on but i'm continuing to play it uh so i'm glad that i mean I there's like no way to... once you're in that you can just stop like you have to know mm-hmm. yeah and also i look forward to doing like with dark and looking up the you know flow chart oh my for God. this game <laughs> and it'll yeah. be like It'll be amazing. It'll be a thing of beauty. I don't know if anyone has uh, done that because I just don't know the narrative trees. Oh my! God. I'm sure. I'm sure someone has done it, and I will find <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm it sure. Will be magnificent. There will be a wiki out there someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. No, yeah. I don't. I don't have much else other than that, boys. Yeah. No, I, 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 I will need to. I need to go here soon. So, listen. Tremendous, uh, tremendous to be able to chat with you guys. Uh, yet again, it's been a while. Um, and most of this backlog, which is yeah. three hours of backlog chat, which, yeah. uh, you know, for a monthly podcast, that's, that's not too bad, but 45 a week, if you think about it that way. Um, True. I will be no. excited to be able to talk about, like, new games again yeah. in a month. You know, Joe and I might, maybe we'll, God forbid, we might be able to record, like, some, you know, review roundup. Discussion. I forgot all about that series, honestly. I, I, I know. Yeah. I was like, just start posting this on the YouTube channel. We'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i looking forward to having a couple of games done. I'm looking, I'm hoping to have Dragon Quest done. I'm hoping to have, uh, I'm hoping to be more into Nier Automata by next week. Um, and then, yeah, I'm curious to see as new releases come out, what each of us kind of gravitate towards. I'm very curious how Resident Evil 8 goes uh, kind of for everybody, just based on how much publicity yeah. that game's gotten so far. Um, and then I'm, after that, I'm most it's like, curious about Returnal. I would say, yeah, it's like it's uh, Returnal, seems fascinating. Bio Mutants right around the corner too. Yeah, um, there's a lot of games, a lot of games. Around Resident that. Evil. I sort of presume I know what that game is. You know? Yeah, I'd say I so. Mean, it's a sequel to Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, uh, but the question is whether or not it can be as good as Resident Evil Seven in for the, in terms of the things I liked about RE Seven. I'll be mm. curious if if those things are present again. Uh, yeah. And I have somehow managed to avoid <laughs> most of the uh, game, which has been published by Capcom on their Christ. YouTube channel at this yeah. point. Like, there's there's part of me that's like, um, I know I'm the type of person uh, in 2021 that needs to consume 
uh, marketing material to be excited for a game. I've learned that about myself just recently, which is silly, but um, that game is just buck wild for how much they put out about that it's game crazy, so far. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, especially in this... Uh, secretive gaming industry era where it's like you try to withhold so much information yeah. they've just gone completely the opposite which is like <laughs> i've wanted this but it's a lot anyway wild what uh, yeah I, I am happy with myself because i over the last year have ended up avoid like i like i am now actively avoiding oh yeah coverage before a release yep. and it's way more fun that way and it's a lot easier to avoid it because I mean, we're going to play it anyways, Joe and I. Yep. So it's like, I don't need to be sold on Returnal and Resident Evil. Like, nope. Tall lady it's go- way more fun, especially with something like Returnal, to just be like, well, I'm going to play it. And so I would much rather know nothing about <clears throat> it. 100%. So. I agree. Tall lady's going to smooch us no matter what. You know what I mean? Oh, I can only hope. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, anyway, that's that's it for me. Appreciate uh, if you made it this far into the podcast. Appreciate you listening. Go listen to the backlog stuff. Look uh, look at the relevant games that you've played that might have struck a chord with you back then. And I don't know. We'll see you guys next time. I love you so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.